sunshine in my sky If you would just say the word I'm packed and ready to fly Down to Florida We welcome you to the Sunshine State They're kicking back and soaking up the rays Every day in Florida Welcome to episode 156 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast From sunny Orlando, Florida and expensive Orlando, Florida. <laughs> I am Scott Prime, and with me is Steve, aka Milwaukee Campbell. There we go. Okay. Uh, yes. How's it going, Scott? Oh, let's man, just skip I'd love that to question. Tell you, like every... <laughs> What's that? I said, let's just skip that question. <laughs> You're alive. I mean, that would be a that would be a better answer than like <sighs> just teenagers, man. I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. It's like. Don't I've you... seen better days, and I'll see better days, and yeah. It's, it's almost Christmas. On. I'm sure that's going to not be stressful at all. Oh, I mean, like, it's a lot of my, You know, I, I'm blessed that the way my paychecks work out, I get, like, an extra one in December. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people really do stress over that stuff. So I'm kind of blessed that I have a free check this month. But... <laughs> I was just the other day contemplating, like, man, if there wasn't a thing called Christmas, I would just be able to, like, get a leg up on life and put some money in savings and stuff I mean, like that. Coal's but... not that expensive. What's that? I said coal's not that expensive, really. Yeah. that That's the <laughs> dilemma, right? You know, like, when you got... I, and, you know, just so people know, I have a, a teenager suffering from depression and... Uh, Lately, we've been like not taking our meds and stuff like that, which causes the depression to be worse, right? You know, yeah. I don't feel like doing anything, but <laughs> when you don't take your meds, they don't help you. And, anyways, it's just a frustrating time <laughs> as of late. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about my life issues. And I know somewhere in the world, somebody has it way worse. So, like, it's, it, it is what it is. And just, Mental health is super important. So of course. If you're a parent out there, try to at least listen to your kids. Sometimes they're not trying to be knuckleheads. They just don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah. My mom was a paranoid schizophrenic, but she took her medication, so we didn't have much problems. Well, there you go. That's what you need. But... Yeah, welcome to the cheery episode, <laughs> the Christmas episode of Both Down. Christmas um, and Chaos Cup. And we're yeah, go to... for it. That's... We'll I'll go, let you do it. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to try to release this, hopefully, on December 12th, which would be our exact 12-year anniversary of putting out the podcast. Wow. 12-12-12. Our first episode was 12-12? Yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah, I now, actually was looking now, back at... Now I see why that's important to you. <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking back at some uh, Facebook stuff, and I saw my first tweet or first post about putting the episode up. I was like, oh, that's cool. I also had a haiku to a hot link, which is probably not as cool. I mean, it's different. Yeah, we played our first Chaos Cup, uh, finished September 18th, 2011. Wow. 
Yeah, September 7th, 2011. Haiku to Hotlink. Dear Mr. Hotlink, sitting there in my stomach, cut it out, you dick. Okay. Yeah, so that's the extent of the excitement on my Facebook. But yeah, December 12th, 2011 is episode one of the podcast. 12 years. Yep. And fairly consistent for 12 years. Like, we... We still average one episode a month, even if like we barely get it in on the last yeah. day or on just on the first day, or some some months we do two episodes. But man, that's a that's a pretty proud achievement, really, if we think about it. <laughs> we've seen um, chaos. We've seen Zlurpcast go, come back, go, come back, go, and then come back again. We've outlived yeah. who knows how many podcasts. We have outlived quite a few. Um, did the, anything but a one guys catch up to us on the episode numbers? Because I know they, for a while we're doing it, felt like weekly, Yeah, they fine. They started out weekly. I don't, I don't honestly know about them. I've slacked so much on podcasts. Yeah, I'm really bad about it too. I can't do it on my new job. So, I mean, it's just, um... I'm trying to look at it. Oh, here we go. I think I found one. They did their 100th episode 2022. So they've not done anything for a while, I guess. So we outlived another podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry Um, to hear about it. I mean, that was a good podcast. I mean, most of them are. Yeah, that was fun. Once they get the audio issues down, which, I mean, we're 12 years in and we still have that issue, so whatever. No, I, I just found one that says episode 117. Oh. From December 6th. 2023. Oh, good. And they had um, our buddy Core on there. I thought they were doing stuff. I or, looked on their Facebook and didn't see anything. So yeah, so up, update to Facebook guys. They will pass us one day because uh, they go. I think sometimes a little faster pace than us, and that's okay. Well, I mean, we haven't got passed yet. If we can get what just, we gonna... if we can just get your life to settle down, you know, we'll be fine. Man, I thought after band, like, I thought it would be a, a little bit better. And mm-hmm. it, it, it really, I am also like these last two weeks trying to get every bit of Christmas shopping done. So yeah. I don't ever have to leave the house for Christmas. And I've been like exhausted. So it doesn't help that I hurt my back. Yeah. And as we'll go into when we talk about Chaos Cup, we, <laughs> we will get there, everybody. Uh, I injured my shoulder in Florida even worse than it was already injured, and it's been constantly hurting. And oh man, I think I'm just gonna have to get surgery. Get get surgery a bit soon because it's really affecting my life. So beginning of next year, when the new cycle of uh, health insurance kicks in. Yeah, well, yeah, there's all that too. So. Uh, what about Chance and Drew's podcast? I can't even think of it right now because I'm God. so tired. Three die block. Three die block. Yeah, I'm gonna look them up. What number are they on? They're still ahead of us, right? Yeah, they, they're ahead of us. They got to be one ninety two. But I mean, we're not too far behind. No, considering that they had like a bunch of years on us, and we don't have. We're not counting, you know, some of our one off episodes, which, whatever. That's true. We're we, we're probably only twenty. What we need to do, and we won't, and we've talked about this before, <laughs> like just every summer go weekly and do like 40-minute episodes until we are by far the 
the longest Blood Bowl podcast. We could just artificially ever. inflate the numbers, yeah. We could, we do could just go every go Friday away. night. Yeah, every Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> just check in. Hey, how are you doing? You play any Blood Bowl? No. You? No. Okay, we'll be back next week talking about... Just 20-minute episodes about our lives. <laughs> People would listen. Somebody would. Probably probably maybe just Phil. Maybe. I don't know. There's a few there's a few other people out there that would listen. That's that part is true. So um So we do have about- a couple of other tournaments that we can talk about, but I think we're gonna save that for the next episode. Yeah, you went to what event? War of the Elves here okay, in Colorado. And, then, and you ha- ran and we- your Randam. Our random royale, we we ran that, and um, yeah, I have a uh, many tales to spin of that tournament, and but we're not going to do that right now. No, this so. episode is all about the first Chaos Cup in Orlando, Florida. Yay! So you want to just cut to it? Yeah, I'm. I'm really, <laughs> you know. The good and bad about like doing the podcast sometimes like you don't Here, here's my perspective nobody cares right nobody really cares but in reality there's a small pocket of people that do care and then you think well nobody cares about scott prime they only care about steve kilowalkie <laughs> campbell because i i even got to watch a man who wanted to take a picture with you and then he just looked past me and went on his business and i'm like oh you don't want the scott prime then fine um Everybody loves but, us equally. But it was funny. Some people that I normally don't talk to or converse to or don't even really see anything, but we might barely be friends on Facebook or something like that, acquaintances. I had quite a few messages after the tournament about, I really want to know how Cast Cup really was. Yeah. I don't want to hear it from a perspective from somebody from Florida. <laughs> I don't want to hear... You know, because that made me feel good that they thought like, oh, well, Scott normally is a turd, but he's an honest turd. And he's going to give us real feedback on either what we missed or what we didn't miss. So, well, we've always been very honest with stuff. So, right. Be prepared. Be prepared. We're going to give you some honesty. Actually, and we're just going to recap our whole trip. And so if you do not like food reviews and stuff like that. It's coming. You just kind of have to deal with it. But uh, we'll go through our tournaments and all the games we played. And we'll try to do it quickly. And... Yes, we're going to... I'm going to do my very best not to give you play-by-play of games and stuff like that. Just recap a game, give you the results, and move on. So, yeah. Uh, you're ready to start with, I guess, what, Thursday night? Yeah. You want to take a break and then come back? Let's take a break. Let's do some Thursday Before we get back to the funny cut-ins of Florida stuff that I spend way too much time doing, I wanted to stop in and tell you that we've opened up a shop called the Big Deal Swag Shop. It's at BigDealSwag.com, S-W-A-G. You can find all the Both Down products there, any leftover stuff that we have from tournaments, and I'm hoping to be getting swag from other tournaments as well. So you can look on there, you can send stuff to me, to sell it on a commission, or I can just buy it straight from you. So I'll keep adding stuff to there, basically making a one-stop shop for tournament swag. And in addition, allowing us to 
have a place for us to put all of our both down stuff. Please check it out, bigdealswag.com. And now back to Making Fun of Florida with John Mulaney. It's just everything at once. You'd never make Florida on purpose. <laughs> You'd never put it together like, like if it was a dinner party, you wouldn't be like, hey, you know who we should invite? A bunch of elderly Jewish people <laughs> and some really cool gay people from South Beach and a bunch of conservative Cubans and a uh, woman uh, that looks like Brett the Hitman Hart driving a fan boat and a possum and an alligator and uh, 12 serial killers and the richest people in the world trying not to pay taxes. And at the end of the dinner party, they decide who the president is. <laughs> you wouldn't form it. You wouldn't form it. So we start out with Thursday. Uh, I flew out from Denver, and I always get places super early, so I had plenty of time to kill. As I'm sitting at the gate, I hear drums. I'm like, that's weird. And I'm like... Is it like a orc? Kind of. Like, doo, 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 doo. I'm like, huh. So I go check it out, because it's loud and I assumed close, and there were Chinese dragons dancing. Like, in between two oh. es- uh, escalators... There were two Chinese dragons going about their thing. I guess it was almost Chinese New Year or something. Uh, it was put on by some local uh, karate place. I didn't get the full name. But it was very cool. Got to watch them dance and then go up the escalator and go away and just be like, oh, I guess they're gone. That's weird. Um, and then No Issues is my first time flying Frontier. I was kind of concerned about their carry-on requirements but had no issues and i got to florida and hung out and waited for you yeah so uh i haven't flown in many 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 years and um so i also got to the airport early probably not like six hours early like you probably did but i think i got through i got there what's that i think i did three three okay I think I ended up being there close to two because I was told to probably by you and Gary (laughs) who encouraged me. Anyways, uh, I got there fairly early, got through security fine. I sat around, I finished up reading uh, my star brand comics. Boy, that series ended. It really (laughs) sucked near the end. John Byrne is terrible. Anyway, I have an attorney that I work with called John Byrne. Oh, and I always think like, wonder if he knows that he, there's a guy with his same name that does comic books. I'm like, I can't really bring that up, but yeah, you could yeah, yell at him and go, "Why did you <laughs> start brand sucked?" And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, I I I read that. I read some other like Forgotten Realms comics and stuff like that. Anyways, I read, got on the plane. I I didn't know that. <laughs> so this is what I learned: is there's an app, of course there's an app for everything and you're supposed to get the app to check in early so you can get on the plane early and pick your seat early. I did not do that until like on the way there type atmosphere of like, Oh, you haven't checked in yet. And Gary scared me about like, maybe you won't even get on the plane. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. You were flying so, Southwest. So it was very much first come first serve on the seats. Yeah. So, um, I had like, I was like, fourth last in line or something like that fourth from the end of the line <laughs> anyways there was a i think it was a uco basketball team that was traveling too because it was all a bunch of tall young kids and stuff so anyways i had no problem finding the seat of course yeah and uh sat sat, sat next to one of the tall kids and stuff and he had the window seat and at that point i wasn't gonna get a window seat but anyways sat there read my comic books 
Uh, I think he was pretty happy that I didn't talk his face off. And, I mean, <laughs> so what's frankly, the weather up there like? <laughs> so uh, he did ask me a few things as we were flying because we saw like um, when we were definitely in over Florida, he was like, you think that's the Orange Bowl? And this, and, you know, it's things like that, big football stadiums and stuff like that. And okay. I was like, and I was like, Orange Bowl is the um, example of what he said, but that's not exactly what he said. But anyways, whatever he said, it was like, no, that's further south in Florida, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, we had a little conversation, and everything went fine. Um, Landed in Florida, and then I had to trek over to find you, which was actually really easy. Um, Everything seems confusing the first time you do it, but yeah, it's not too bad. And luckily, Ken Parks from Florida was giving rides to people for a lot cheaper than an Uber. So once you showed up, he was waiting, and we got in and went to the hotel. Yeah. And that's uh, in the car. We had our first talk of what you playing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which is it's just the standard greeting of how you doing in Blood Bowl <laughs> talk, you know, when you go to tournaments and stuff. Uh, we get to the hotel, and <laughs> the hotel. I'm going to talk bad about the hotel, but the venue for the tournament is a separate discussion. So, checking into the hotel, there was nobody at the desk, and they Ken had already said, you know, avoid the, you know, timeshare people, because I guess there's people there who do nothing but try to get you into a timeshare in the lobby. And I did not, and I did not hear this conversation. So, these were like two younger women or a guy and a was a guy and a woman it changed daily okay anyways i did not hear this conversation about the timeshare people (laughs) so just (laughs) keep that in mind we'll get to that in a second yeah so i had to check in with the computer and someone on video cam and took no they were in the office steve I said they were clearly in an office. Oh, they were in an, an office at their house, probably. But, yeah, it's video conference. And it was okay. We got the cards, then we went up to the room, and... But but before that... Oh. Yeah, you were trying to talk to them, st- and I was like, come on, come on, just leave them. Yeah, these people started talking to me, and I can't hear well anyways. And I was like, uh, what? And they started talking to me again, and Steve goes, come on, don't, don't, just come on. And I was like, we get down the hall. I was like, was those prostitutes? And Steve's (laughs) like, no, they're timeshare people. And I legit thought like, why does this hotel have like prostitutes right here? Yeah. We would be talking to them if they were prostitutes. That's a whole different thing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we go to the room and first off, I have the wrong number. So we're trying to scare someone who's probably in that room because we kept scanning (laughs) it and trying to open and then Scott's like, you sure you have the right number? I go, yeah, I'm sure. And then, no. Oh, it was the wrong one. So then we go to the other one, and the the lock is locked. Like, the actual physical lock felt like it was locked. On the inside? Like yeah. Like, somebody was there? Like, no idea. So, just like, already annoyed, had to go downstairs and try to get that fixed. The hotel is not the most glamorous place. It shows its age. And we finally get into the room, and it was just fine. Yeah. About all I could say about it. I mean, we basically just did it for one night to until we had, because we're staying off site with Brad from Houston. 
Uh, so we checked in and we're like, well, we need to go eat. We got to figure out something. And of course, if we're going to Chaos Cup, what's our choice of food? Pizza, Giordano's. They had Giordano's. a Giordano's right down the road. So we got an Uber, went to Giordano's, and Scott, with his inability to eat tomato sauce, messed us up. You know what? I found out today at work, a girl that also graduated from Choctaw High School here in Oklahoma, she can't do red sauce whatsoever. And I was like, were we genetically created? Like the water in Choctaw made us all messed up? You know what else is in Choctaw? Your dad. So See? We're all messed up because my dad. I'm just saying <laughs> that could be your sister. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, we ordered cheese triangles, and they were cold when we got them. And, of course, we have like 45 minutes to wait for the pizza. And Scott ordered a barbecue with what was on it? Okay, so my go-to is barbecue sauce instead of red sauce, chicken, bacon, pineapple, black olives, jalapenos. So we did some concoction of that. Um I've had this three times in the past, and every time it's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, this time, it was still good, but if you take the sauce amount that I've had every time before, like all three times, <laughs> and you put it together, just the sauce, yeah. and dump it on this one pizza, that's what we got. The sauce was super overpowering. And typically, and, you know, these are giant pieces, not giant pieces, but the pizza is very thick. So eating a lot of pieces is not usually going to happen. But I ate one and I was happy to get through that. Yeah, it was. I did two. And um, it turned out to not be so great because <laughs> it was so saucy. So much sauce on this pizza. It was just, it was a killer. Really. Oh, yeah. Um, it was bad. So, what, what I'm going to tell you is, instead of sounding like I'm going to poo-poo the, you know, the Florida Giordano's versus the Chicago Giordano's, I'm just going to chalk it up that there was one bad day for them. Because yeah. we did get, like, it felt like we got the cheese sticks that were on, like, under the light, just waiting to be taken, mm -hmm. maybe from, like, an hour ago. And they gladly, Steve mentioned something to them when they asked how our food was, and they went. They fixed it all. They gave yeah. us new ones, and they were they were wonderful. Um, and the pizza wasn't like bad; it was just way over sauced. And hell, maybe that's the first time they've ever made pizza. I don't know. <laughs> and that might just be the way it normally comes. I don't know, but yeah, overall it was fine. It just wasn't what we wanted. But I'm still happy because I got pizza. I got Chicago pizza in Florida, and a lot of leftovers. Yes. So. Went back to the hotel. Um, we were just kind of chilling out at the gift shop there. And uh, James Lanier, Old Man Monkey, came by and said hi. That's and, not his name. Yeah. I just know his Old Man Monkey. Yeah. I know. And it's James, and James Left is down there too. So I always huh. try to call him Old Man Monkey just because not to confuse the James, even though Left is usually Jim and usually Left. But anyways. Um, and then Jonas showed up earlier than we expected because we thought he'd be in like midnight but mm -hmm. he was tired so I we think ended up, he had a slice of pizza mm -hmm. ended well. up going back to our room and he had a slice of pizza or two so he was and happy then, um, about that 
did we just in the ninth in at that point? Yeah, pretty much. That was about it. Because we were tired. Jonas was like, I'm going to try to <laughs> fix my sleep schedule. Yeah, he was, he was way tired. And uh, yeah, that was the end of Thursday, Friday morning. Um, the area that we were at, it's not super far away from everything, but in walking distance, there's an IHOP. So we ended up going to IHOP for breakfast with Old Man Monkey and Jonas. Correct. And it's typical IHOP, nothing exciting to talk about there. But we're in like the area of town where there's a ton of gift shops. They all sell the same thing, just not not I guess not not knockoff, but like discounted Disney stuff, custom t-shirts and all this other BS. Um but the one right by the hotel was a giant mermaid. Like there was a wizard one, there's an American themed one. These are monstrosities of the best order. And Steve is talking about like the outside of the building had a big mermaid coming out of it. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's for tourists. So the kids will see it go, oh, we'll go to the mermaid store and, or I want to go to the wizard store or whatever. And then they, yeah, we, right. we sure uh, did. We went to the mermaid store. Uh, <laughs> we went to the wizard store too, but yeah. like inside is about 80% of the same stuff in each store. Easily. Yeah. But it was still cool to see, so we walked around there. Um, we walked, we went kind of through the other one. There was another one that wasn't as fancy, but we just kind of stopped in real quick. And then we broke for the day. Um, I went with Old Man Monkey and Jonas on a uh, special special mission, I would say, something that I won't talk about into downtown you can't really Orlando. Talk about it. Yeah, we kind of went and saw this. Saw the sights. Yeah. Well, you know what we did see? We went right by Machine Gun World. Machine Gun World? There's a place called Machine Gun World, where I'm sure you can rent machine guns. Well, that sounds pretty cool. And I then, mean, did you get one? No, we didn't go in. We just went by it. And then we I mean, stopped. can you shoot them? Yeah, I assume so. It's but Florida. You don't know for sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. You're not going to go to a place called Machine Gun World and not be able to shoot machine guns. I mean, I guess you're right. Okay. Okay. And then uh, at the tail end of our little jaunt, uh, we stopped at a liquor store, asked you if you needed anything. You didn't. You said no. But they, the only reason I bring it up is they had a... I guess you can't sell open liquor, but they had styrofoam cups with ice in them. That you could buy at the place. <laughs> and on the... is like an open glass door. And on it, it had a picture of 50 cents. Or 50 cent. So, telling you how much it is was a photo of 50 cent. Oh, I <laughs> It's like, this has got to be getting around some type of law. But okay. Okay, well, I mean, there you go. 50 cents. Mm-hmm. Um, so why they did this, I chose not to go with them. Um, Joe Smith over, up there from Missouri, um, you know, windmilled games who also creates many blood bowl things and other gaming necessities for you to buy. Um, him and his girlfriend came to this trip and, uh, she had, she was doing something 
I can't remember what it was. Scuba diving with dolphins, or I don't know. I can't remember what it was. She she was doing something, or they had free time, and she wanted to just to like lounge around or something. Anyways, me and Joe had some time, and we decided to. He's like, I'll go around to comic shops if you want to go, and I was like, okay. So we traveled around a little bit to try to go to some comic shops. We ended up at a place north of where we were staying. Uh, it's called God and Monsters in Orlando, Florida. It was, you know, you're so used to like just these standalone shops here in Oklahoma or wherever you're, you're from is what you're used to, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, here in Florida, we stopped at this like big building and then you went into the building and it had like an atrium or whatever with, you know, a little huh. fountain and stuff like that. And then it had other stores that you could go to almost like you went inside like a small mall, indoor mall or something like that. That's neat. Um, so... We saw, you know, there's an eyeglass place off to the left, and then there was uh, Gods and Monsters. So we went in there. It was a long, like, store, like a big, long rectangle. It had new books. It had old books. It had everything. And if you want to know what it looks like, you can go to my Facebook, scroll down to November 3rd. Uh, I found, ironically enough, I finished that Starbrand series, which kind of bled into, like, uh, you know, Starbrand, if you're an old comic guy, you remember he blew himself up and created the pit mm-hmm. <laughs> mini series. And then it w- would led into the draft and then the war, which ended up ending the new universe for Marvel. And I was like, I think I'm going to try to find those books. If I ever come across them, they had all of them here. So I picked <laughs> the, they're probably like, that's so weird. We sold these books, but um, I bought quite a few comics from them. I think probably like 60 bucks worth. Cause I just found things on my list. Yeah. Um, they had dice, board games, uh, all sorts of little like those little blind bag manga things. I mean, they just had everything here. It was a, it was a great little store for sure. Yeah, uh, the the guys who were helping, they were super nice. I I can't recommend them enough. At least in my one time experience there, they even had like a stormtroopers and uh, a big giant Hulk that I could get a picture with. And then in the very back, there was like this door that said adults only. And it was a bar. And it looked like something out of like a movie or something. Huh. It was just, and uh, there was a guy back there and he was part of the Sabak. Is it Sabak? Sabak. Sabak that they play in Star Wars. I'm sorry. Sabak is the guy in Teen Titans, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> From DC Universe. Okay. Sabak. I think he was setting up because they have like a club or something that plays it. And he gave us a card and invited us to play if we're ever you know, around and That's everything. Cool. Uh, but they, I guess they sell, sell adult beverages back there. And uh, it was just a really cool atmosphere. There's things hanging from the, the ceiling and everything. It, it felt like you were going into a different world when you hmm. went in there. And it was very charming place. I really liked it. Uh, I would definitely... If we went to Florida every year and there was a way to travel, I would hit this store up once a year going to Florida. We then were off to another place that said they had comic books. We get there and it's like, looks like a hotel or something. So what we assume is, is that they put comic books (laughs) on their description to get people to maybe stop in there. And maybe there was a gift shop inside because it was really close to Disney. I mean, like you could look one way and see Disney and then this way you saw the hotel. So we figured it was like a Disney resort that had maybe since Marvel is owned by Disney, they maybe had like a little shop or something in there. We did not, we did not go. Yeah. 
We figured it was a gift shop that maybe sold some comics. That so makes sense. By this time, we're kind of, I mean, we spent quite a bit of time in there. By this time, we were like, let's just head on back and stop and get a drink and stuff like that. We had some great conversation that was totally unblood bowl related. You got to ride around um, in a Tesla. I got to ride in a Tesla electric car. Um, I didn't get to drive it. It was pretty freaking nice folks. I'm not going to lie. If like I had unlimited money or something might be the way to go. It was yeah. really cool. Uh, even as we drove, the sensors picked up people on the sidewalks and in your little like, radar map thing that it was showing you it would pick them up and you could see them on the little radar huh. thing it was it was neat did it, was, it assign it was point pretty... values to them <laughs> yeah it was like five for this one that one's under 50 pounds that one's only worth one okay no anyways we had a really good time came back to the hotel and i don't i gotta admit i don't know if y'all were back or not, I don't remember. I think we got back a little bit after you did. And then we ended up meeting up to go register. So then we... I think I think you're right on that. I think I was in the hotel, y'all came by, yeah. and then we went down there. And it took a little bit of finding to find the rooms. But once we did, it made sense. We just didn't realize the hotel went that way. Um, yeah, it was quite It was quite a maze to get back there. And then, like you said, once, it, once we did, it was like, oh, this is obvious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I will say, that whole area was awesome. They had a place set up that you can go grab your stuff, you know, and check in. They had their room was all set up with all the banners on the wall from the previous years. It had stand up banners. It had posters for all the regions that for uh, the regional series, so you could sign. So whoever finished the top of that regional area would get the poster. And we go into the main room with all the tables, and there's just so many things put out for giveaways. Just a ton of stuff. Yeah, 100%. There was a million things for giveaways. The check-in process was super easy. Oh, yeah. At least by the time we got there. Now, maybe at some point there was a line, but it was, you walk up, you got your stuff. They're like, boom, boom, bam. And, you know, you could ask the question, is there extra fields and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And they would go like, there is, but we got to make sure everybody gets theirs first. We'll sell them later. Boom. Done. Yeah, it was Ken Move Park's on. daughter that was doing most of that. And she did a great job. And then Ken, I guess, was running around helping. Um, we were able to put out our both down stuff at the edge of a table. So that was nice. And we appreciate anyone who bought anything because that goes a long way when trying to pay for everything. Yeah, I mean... It I, I don't want to like offend anybody on um, some of my comments or make people mad, whether you're from Florida or Chicago or whatever, but um, the check-in process was probably the easiest one I've ever been to. Of course. I mean, when you have more room, it's a lot easier and they had and, a lot of room. So, And I, I want to say this with a caveat. Just remember, if you're paying attention and you run tournaments over and over and over again, and you work with a crew that works, you know, you hand off the tournament reins to the next person you should see improvement every year. So yeah. some of these improvements that we're going to talk about is not a knock to people in the past. It's just talking about like we've learned and that's great, right? We're supposed mm -hmm. to learn as people. So we kind of just walked around, said hi to people. And then you were going to stay to play sevens. And instead of doing that, um, met up with Pat Wynn who lives around that area. But so he had a car. That was the main thing. 
uh, he, Jonas, and I went to Celebration, which is where the, I guess, the Imagineers for Disney created a community. It's really nice. Uh, w- parked and walked around, saw the really cool p- houses that look like 1950s, and went to the downtown area, which was by a lake, and had all these cool restaurants. Ended up going to a bar, not a bar, like a pub place, and had amazing fish and chips. And of course, since I'm in Florida, I had to get some key lime pie. And then we just kind of relaxed for the night, hung out, chatted, and then made our way back. And you guys were doing sevens. Did you bring me food back? I can't even think of no. what. Like, if I, okay. I, at some point, I must have had lunch or maybe I just had the late breakfast. But I know I finished off that pizza at some Okay. Whether it was lunch or, or dinner because I was like, I'm not going to waste this pizza. We played a lot of money for it. Yeah. Course, I scraped off the gallon of sauce until <laughs> there was just a little sauce and I ate it. And it Probably it helped. Fine. Yeah. Um, sevens. So <laughs> I'm trying to remember how many people we had for sevens. I think it was 56. Does that sound no, right? No, no, bro. There was more than that. It was, uh, if you go look at the boat down page, I probably posted it since I posted <sighs> all my matchups there. I think it was 74. Was it? I don't know. You're pretty supposed to sure know this stuff. I'm going to let you go look at the boat down page. I'll go look. It's posted in there somewhere. Um, So I've only played sevens uh, one tournament in my life. I didn't have that much fun. I played it again to give it a shot. I was going to go for the uh, full effect of Blood Bowl this weekend. So uh, just to recap my evening, we had a record setting number of coaches there. I think it was 74. I could be wrong. Should have wrote it down at the time, huh? Yeah, did I not? No, I'm just saying for you there. Never mind. Uh, oh, okay. Anyways, it's it's posted on the boat down. If you scroll down I'm far still enough, looking. I'm still looking. Yeah, you're gonna look for uh, November third, Steve. Friday. Just joking. Anyways, uh, first round matchup. I got to play TJ, TJ Jackson from Colorado. We played. It was a high elves versus my goblins. We also had every race represented at this tournament and that's kind of why i took goblin is is just because like you know he needs a goblin team so i i was just trying to fill in a hole um 74 i went up it was 74. 74 you're right yeah that's pretty cool um anyways i went up to nothing on tj until there was one play left in the second half i don't think he was too happy about that and then he scored on turn eight two to one and then i couldn't do anything at that point and he overran me and, and won three to two because I couldn't pick up the ball to save my life. And um, then he wanted me to take a picture where I was acting sad about it and stuff like that. But anyways, we had a good time. We had some laughs. We gave each other a hard time when we played. Uh, round two, I played um, Zoot Suit Jeff, which I've never played him either. And the only thing I know about Zoot Suit is he wears a Zoot Suit. And usually he wins a lot of like most touchdown awards. So I was really worried about like him scoring a million points on me uh he had undead and thank god his dice were bad because uh i think he fell over i think he should have won one two to one or or something like that either we tied one to one or tied zero to zero i can't remember it was a bunch of like uh terrible blood bowl rolls back and <laughs> forth um but we had a good time we laughed about it we were like why are we why are we playing sevens <laughs> you know, yeah that's like pretty that. much it um so i'm one tie, one 
loss. I'm, I'm thinking like, here we go. Maybe I can get that win and improve my record than, than I did last time. Because last time I had two losses and one tie with Amazons. Uh, next round we played, and I played a Dark Elf team, and we ended up tying. I think we were one-to-one, and I think me and Jeff were zero-to-zero. But regardless, I tied twice with Goblins, lost once with Goblins. That's not bad. Um, I'm still not like a giant. I liked sevens better than the first time. I think my mindset was a little bit different going into it. I just told myself I'm going to try not to get fatigued and grumpy and bitch about playing games when that's what I'm <laughs> here to do anyways. And I don't have any other extra money anyways. So why not do this? Just enjoy the moment. And, um, uh, I had a better time. My, my biggest problem with sevens is, is like, and I'm going to say this, <laughs> There's so many like onside kicks, and I had just as many as my opponents, and it's just kind of frustrating when you don't. Were even you get using two d six or one d six for the kickoff? I think it's one d six. Okay, because someone on the line was talking about how they used to use. You're 2D6. talking about the d eight and the yeah. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. And then I think the NAF rule is one d six, so there's not as many touchbacks. But mm, I don't know. Okay. I don't play it so. Anyways, had an okay time. Not my greatest time, but I'm not regretting my decision to play. That's good. Even though we joked about that with Jeff. We, <laughs> we, I, everybody I played had some laughs. They were really nice. That's that's the main thing, right? So anyways, we move on. Uh, Finished up kind of late. You were, go- you were gone, right? Uh, no, point? I think I was back by the time you guys were done. Because you guys finished late. We were just kind of hanging out. Did you guys wait for me? Oh, you did. Never mind. Yeah. I'm confusing my nights. Yeah. Then we night. load up the car. Yeah. Uh, Brad and Brad. Austin from Houston. They had a mm-hmm. rental car and we're staying at the Disney Resorts. You so. remember Austin's last name? Powers. I know I should know this. Austin Howard? Powers. Powers. Yes. Oh, never mind. That's a joke. Yes. Don't do that to me. Well, I don't. <laughs> well, Austin from Houston. You're a really cool guy. Anyway, so we got to meet new people, so. I mean, I can find it real quick. It's fine. It's fine. I know his name once we said it. I think it's like Austin Beatty. Brady or something. Beatty. Beatty. There you go. Yep. Um, um, go ahead. <laughs> so we load up the car, and we travel back to the Disney Resort up north. And this was very late, and we were tired, but we had to go to the quote-unquote carriage house which is where we checked in which was a very cool looking building and had a lot of paintings of the disney horses and scott got quite a few photos of him with his arm in a precarious position to look like some anatomical part of horses so i took some pain meds for like my shoulder and at this point i'm like really tired so i'm kind of like loopy tired Mm -hmm. and i thought it was the funniest thing ever to like position my arm where it looked like i was covering up like horse dongs or you could get the hint that my arm was a horse dong and at the time i thought it was funny and i think i made steve take a picture like that couple (laughs) at every one of them And I was trying to act like we weren't trying to do that, but just be casual. And no, it was like, okay, okay, we're going to take like three photos, and then one of them is going to be a dong photo. But everything else will look like legit, so. And I felt like we were there for like an hour and a half, and I know we weren't. But it, was it was a, a long, long time. time, because they had issues with the machine and blah, 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 blah. But eventually, we, we got what we needed. We went to the 
place that we're staying at, and there were tree houses. So there was were, it Disney Saratoga? Is it, am I Springs Saratoga Springs? Essentially, yeah, that's one of them. I okay. think it was a different part. We were in. I don't know exactly the nomenclature of it. We were at Disney Springs something. Yeah. Brad could tell us, but anyways. Uh, so yeah, essentially like a little tree house. We went up and stayed there. Had a few rooms. Scott uh, pulled the the main guy and got a bed to himself. And <laughs> no, Austin and I, I, I don't know, it's kind of what it was. I mean, there was a room for Brad and it was his place. So he got it. And then you were like, I'm taking the queen. Okay. And then Austin I and I got queen. stuck on, on a bunk beds. I took the queen so me and you could share it, and you were like, I'm not going to sleep with a man. No, I'd just rather sleep on my own. I tell you what, though, uh, that lasted Because one if I night. wouldn't have grabbed that room, if I wouldn't have grabbed that one room, Austin could have went in there, and then we're not going to go in there and go, hey, bud, we're going to sleep with you. So yeah. then me and you both would have been on bunk beds. Well, that's fine. Either way. Uh, the bunk bed was horrible by the way. <laughs> and that's to say, like, the previous bed wasn't great either. So, not a great start to the weekend for beds. The next night, yeah, I, I pulled the couch out and just did that. I'm going to agree with you that, like, I don't know if we got a good night's sleep on that trip. <laughs> uh, worst sleep ever on a trip. Easily. Um, we want to take a break before we get to Saturday? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Cause I feel I, like we did something else. That's a lot of stuff. It just doesn't feel like it. We stopped at some gas station right before we went to go check. Oh, yeah. And we got a bunch of pies and stuff. So Yeah, and sodas and stuff. And Yeah, okay. That's it. That's our fun. That's our Friday. Okay. We'll, we'll be back we'll, with Saturday. We'll be back with some Saturday. He was looking for a car to steal. He was in a bind, ten payments behind, so the bank repoed his wheels. When he came across this old man down at Jalopy's used car lot, then Cletus jumped up on the top of one, said, Fellas, let me tell you what. I'm not gonna be proud of the deed I'm about to do. When no time to spare, I gotta be somewhere, so I'm gonna steal a car from you. Now, I've seen your selection here, and I admit the pickings are few. I know the Pinto's gold, but consider it stole, cause I got a show to do. The man said, my name's Jalopy. As he gave an evil grin, cause he knew that car wouldn't get too far before the motor blew up again. Please, you better hit the road if you're gonna be a star. The show's way up in Georgia and you're opening up for Garth. Your future's riding on this shiny Pinto painted gold. And if you're late, it's Jeff Foxworthy's show. Okay, and now we have Saturday. Saturday morning, we ended up going to McDonald's for breakfast. Yes. We went and by was... and picked up Jonas at the ho- at the hotel, right? Mm, was it just maybe? us three? I don't remember. I, th- I don't know. I think we did. No, I don't think Jonas was there. Okay. I don't think. I just... <laughs> Some of this is all meshing together. Oh, yeah. Um... We did go to the McDonald's. I'm pretty sure we did not pick up Jonas because okay. me and you sat at a table. Oh, that's right. There, there was four of us because it was two and two. Yeah. 
Yeah, because me, you, and Brad are larger than average men. Mm -hmm. And so with the way we sat, this McDonald's had a bagel sandwich that I've never seen before. So I thought I had to try it. And McDonald's in Orlando is like every other restaurant or gift shop (laughs) that sells food in Orlando. If you paid, let's say you paid $3 for a bagel sandwich here in Oklahoma. Yeah, you're going to pay about two fifty more in Orlando. So just take your average meal. If your average meal is ten dollars here in Oklahoma, there you're going to go to the same place and cost you close to fifty. Yeah, just be prepared. When you go next year, you haven't been before. Be prepared. Yeah, we didn't get into the cost of Giordano's, but it was quite pricey. Yeah. That's why I was like, I'm eating this pizza whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, so we get back to the tables, and I guess we just start. You want me to start with my recap and just go back and forth? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, at this point, I would like to say, like, Jim did his announcements. Uh, the listening to the announcements was really hard. Uh, like the acoustics there. Yeah. It wasn't still, awful. We can get into that later. But yeah, it's still better okay. than Spain, for sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't awful. But I'm just saying, like, you're asking me, like, mm-hmm. what? what is your opinion? I don't know how to do it. But the acoustics could have been better. But that's yeah. kind of always a problem at these kind of, like... I mean, even if that was, like, a work convention held there, yeah. I think we'd have had the same problem. So. Absolutely. Uh, so my round one, I'm taking Norris with Ivar just to make more use of my Norris and use another star. Um, I go up against James Foreman, who's playing Chaos Dwarves with Borak. And he used Beastmen as Hobos, and that, I'm just stupid. I didn't ever even questioned it. Like, I just assumed they were Beastmen the whole game until I kind of remembered. Because, again, I'm stupid. <laughs> Um, so his first turn, he used a reroll. So I was kind of hopeful that things were going to go well. And then turn five, he knocked out my Orphaner. By turn seven, he had casually the beer bore, uh, Berserker. And then turn eight, he casually Ivar. So that was fun. Second half, I got one of four of my KOs back, but not the Orphaner. Uh, I got a quick snap. Got the ball, went down the sidelines, uh, did a handoff in the tackle zone, did a go for it, and I scored in turn two. I should have stalled because, you know, if I would have stalled and scored at the last moment, I'd win one nothing. I don't have enough people. I, I'm just not doing great on people because I'm Norse, and that's what happens. Um, kicked off to him, and he stunned three people, and then... He got a fourth one with a foul. So four of my people were stunned. I didn't have a whole lot to start with. Turn three, he casually another beer bore and a Valkyrie. He did not get caught fouling, but didn't matter. Well, he did get caught fouling, but it doesn't matter at that point because it's just too late. He's not fouling with Borak. He's just using Borak to beat me across the face. I'm able to somewhat keep up. I used the Orphaner to knock the ball out from his ball carrier. The ball stayed by the Orphaner. My turn six, I'm getting ready to, like, you know, try to keep him off the ball, just stall out what I can do. 
and I failed my first block. It was an off-runner who decided to do Skull Skull and then Skull Skull. Not the last time that will happen. Uh, he then proceeds to KO him with Borak. Uh, he pushed Berserker out of bounds since he was by my, the ball as well. I tried to dodge just to get two dice uphill on the ball carrier just for like some last failed attempt and I fail. He casualty lineman and I only had five people left on the pitch. Really should be less than that. And he ended up scoring on the last turn. So it was a one-to-one tie, but it was four-to-one him on casualties. That's not including knockouts. It was rough. Um, I traveled all the way to Chaos Cup. To play a guy from our local, not local area, but our <laughs> Scars area, I faced uh, Robert Love, who I've played before. Um, he had a uh, Snotling team with Grack and Crumpleberry, uh, Scrap of Sorehead, and a fucking giant. <laughs> <sighs> yes, this is the tournament um, that allowed giants. And I said, I hope I can get through this tournament without playing Giants, but mm-hmm. I believe I said, I guarantee you I'll play a Giant first round. And I played a Giant the first round. Uh, I had my Ogre team. I had Carla Von Kill and Zug. And um, we lined up to play the... I get the kickoff. I don't pick up the ball for five turns in a row. Even with rerolls, um, and I didn't have many rerolls. But anyways, it's it was really frustrating. Um, I ended up going up one to nothing, and then he he kicked it off to me. I was down players or something like this. Anyways, I fended off, fended off. He scored something like something happened. Anyways, at the very end of the game, I had the ball in Carla's hand. And um, he had like four shots on her and uh, Carla dodged all of them. But I got in a situation where all he had to do was push me out of bounds with one die. Uh, He did that. If the ball gets thrown up in any direction, at least six spaces, I win the game because he didn't have enough movement. Right. I believe I believe it's six spaces. It goes like four. Um, so then I'm relying on him to like, not pick up the ball. He picks up the ball. We tie one-to-one. Um, at this point I am ready to kill James Luft for allowing giants in this game. So is this your only giant that you faced? Not to. Let's just move okay. on to round two, Steve. Just making sure. <laughs> Cause I wanted to discuss okay. that. Um, my round two, I played Pat Wynn. He's playing his goblins with Varag. He's got his bishy bashy dragons. Pat Wynn, we've known for many, 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 many years. And he is probably one of my favorite people. Like, if I go traveling or go to an event, I, I love seeing him, hanging out with him. I don't think we've is ever it, played. Is it easy to say Pat is a delight? Yes. I would not absolutely. use that term with too <laughs> many people, but Pat Wynn is a delight to see. He's always... He might not be smiling inside, but he's smiling on the outside. He's happy. He's cheery. I feel like like his soul is like pastel inside. <laughs> he's a delight. I could see that. He's got a very pastel soul. Okay. But yes, uh, we've never had the pleasure of playing, to my knowledge. So I was very happy to do that. Um, and 
Oh, I thought you've got to play him before. Maybe I have. You know, I am, I'm how I am with who I've played. I don't know. But he has his his amazing painter. He's got his bishy bashy dragons, which are a goblin team that are Asian influenced. Um, he gave me a headband like he wears when he plays them, so that was cool. He received, he got high kick, and Vorag got the ball. So that's uh, not a good start for me. And then his first turn, he casualties a lineman with a chainsaw and KOs another lineman. So not going great. Then I was able to use Ivar to knock down his Uligan and foul with the beer bore and was able to casualty him. So thank God I got rid of his casualty guy or his fouling guy. So it's goblins. You don't want them doing that all the time. He does end up stunning my Orphaner with a chainsaw and goes to foul with someone else. He fails the dodge and casualties himself. Well, it's a good start for goblins. Uh, Orphaner casually to goblin. More back and forth. Got the chainsaw down. Couldn't break him. I tried to foul with plus three and couldn't break him. Orphaner blitzed. Got a double skull. Reroll. Double skull again. Won't be the last time. His troll ends up casualing a beer bore. I stunned the chainsaw. I blitzed Vorag and two die uphill and got skull skull. That that was that's to be expected, sort of. But uh, mm-hmm. Ivar casualied another regular gobbo. I cannot stop Vorag. Like he's just a beast. He walks in and scores on turn eight. But there are so many casualties, either by me or by himself. Um, so I end up getting a riot. I got the ball, but Vorag came through and stunned my ball carrier. I used Ivar to knock down his ball carrier because he got the ball. He knocked the ball down carrier. Uh, picked up. I threw a long pass. I caught it, and then I failed the second go for it with a berserker to score. So going into the second half, he's up one nothing, but it could have been one one. However, I'm not too concerned because the second half he has Vorag, two trolls, and two goblins to line up. Uh, he does end up casually an Ulfrunner, but I score on turn four. My Beerbore got another casually on fouling. Vorag ends up getting the bar, uh, the, the ball. Ivar blitzed him down, stunned him, and then I just picked up the ball and walked down the pitch and stalled, so scored turn eight. It was two to one me, and four to two casualties me. So that, that was a nice game. Okay. You ready for me? So that was a nice game. I don't know what else you want. <laughs> I mean, that's the end of the game. I got nothing. It was a goblin game, and they died like goblins do. So I hate Vorag. You want me to say that? I'll go into that for long detail. I'm gonna. He's I'm gonna. Conve- I'm gonna confess something here. I I wasn't paying attention because <laughs> you kept saying Vorag, and I say Varag. Varag. So like, yeah. I know. I I say it just slightly different. Varag, as in Varag Goldschuer. In my brain, where you were saying it, it was with O's, and I was like, "Is there a star player? I'm not remember." <laughs> no, see, that's the it's the little speech impediment that I have that rarely comes through anymore, but it does. Like I in my head, I'm not making fun of you. No, I know, but I'm saying like in my head, I'm saying it the same way you are. That's the way I hear it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just the R issue that I have sometimes. Uh, 
Yeah, you're good. Um, it's also probably the fatigue of four hours of sleep every night. That'll um, help. Yeah. <laughs> round two, I got to play uh, David Inman. He had a Nurgle, also with a giant. Ah. Uh, so my my post says uh, my goal is not to face a giant this weekend. Still <laughs> hating. <laughs> um, David was a really nice guy. He ran into some bad luck. I had some good luck. Any long story short, uh, one two to nothing, and I'm gonna just get the cat out of the bag right now and say this is the last giant I played this weekend. So, if you would like to talk about giants. <laughs> I, and we can uh, blow the surprise. I did not face any. So I have nothing to contribute except the fact that I'm glad I did not face any. So do you so, want to talk about it now or do you want to talk about it at the end when we do the discussion of the tournament? I think doing it right now is like okay. great. Um, play two giants. They can be super difficult. Anytime you have a character that is mighty blow plus two. Mm-hmm. Mighty Blow plus two, <laughs> coupled with Snotlings already getting extra players that don't belong on their roster. They can sneak them on the pitch. I was very blessed not to get a whole bunch of guys injured to Robert Love and his ogre. Yeah. Uh, but both games, luckily as well, the Giant went stupid, you know, more than I thought he probably should have. So I feel like I was very fortunate not to take a ton of injuries from them. I absolutely hated it from the perspective of a lot of unfamiliar rules I have to play with now. Mm -hmm. um, did we have big-time difficulties? Overall, I'm going to say it's been now a month and a half, you know. I'm going to say no, not really. Was it a pain to deal with? And at the time, yes, because at any point those things could pop off. Uh, for to stick up for Jim, he had a whole pile of papers that you can go pick up this flyer that yes. had the giant rules in the front and back for everybody to have, whether that you was played amazing. with a giant or without a giant. And Jim, that's pretty smart of you because I'd like to bitch at you that I didn't bring my rule book or something, but <laughs> you had it all there for me. So I didn't need to have my rule book that if you're going to implement giants, at least do it that way. With that said, the giant rules are not maybe awful or game breaking because as the tournament went on, it felt like people who had giants were all at the lower end tables. Yep. Uh, slowly as it went. I, I'm kind of curious to see what the highest maybe giant ended up ranking. Um, so obviously they're not super broken. <laughs> um, but I don't, if we're going to cause everything to be double points for rankings and goofy things like that, I really don't want to mess with this here. It uh, That's just my opinion. Do you know if another tournament has giants and I know that going into it? Okay, so so be it. Yeah, I get it. Um, I was furious at the time because I just couldn't believe I got two giant back to back, and I, I think there was like eleven giants or something like that. That field. sounds right. I could yeah. be, it was close to like not ten percent, but like five percent. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter now. But at the time, I, <laughs> I was mad and. 
I wasn't like, I was just overall mad that Jim <laughs> allowed them. I wasn't <laughs> mad at Jim for matching me up. I know that he can't control that part. Yeah, of course. Or he could, but he chose not <laughs> to like go. Scott doesn't. He didn't give me preferential treatment. Do you know who I am? I have a, I have a podcast. Never coming back. No. No, it didn't make me say I'm never going to come back. Uh, there's a few things with this tournament that I would change if it was me. Oh, yeah. Um, and we'll get to those when we get further. But faced off two Giants, I went one win, one tie. Moving on. Uh, for lunch, again, if we're going to play out Chaos Cup, where are we going to have lunch? Uh, can we go to Portillo's? We certainly can. Right down the road is a Portillo's, and we had lunch. So um, we went to lunch. So we uh, here's the thing. We went to lunch. I went first because I knew what I wanted and I ordered. And old man monkey was like, oh, did you order? I was going to pay for everybody. I go, you don't need to do that. He goes, oh, no, 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 no big deal, man. I just go. And he's super nice. He's going to pay. I'm like, you know what? If you want to do something, why don't you get me a piece of cake? Because I didn't want to buy a piece of cake. He goes, okay, I can do that. He bought a whole damn cake. And it was amazing. Oh, it was great. Like, don't get me wrong. That was one of the best chocolate cakes I've had in ages. It and was really good. We, um, most of the people at the table ate it, and we still had leftovers to take back. So definitely uh, no complaints. I better say this. That was really nice of Old Man Monkey to buy us lunch. Um, eight years ago, nine years ago, I'd have argued with him and all <laughs> this stuff. I've learned to like... If I have the money to bless people, I would like them to let me do it. So mm-hmm. I just said, I said, thank you. And I was very gracious because I was kind of, you know, yes, I splurged on some comics the day before, but I was being careful with money. Yeah. I was really trying to like for food and stuff. And so that, that was really nice. I, I didn't, I didn't like, oh, well then give me the double <laughs> Italian and beef. I didn't, I didn't do that. I got my normal food. Scott's but, uh, attendance really... to Chaos Cup was brought to you by both down. Both down, <laughs> who you can purchase new stuff from or old stuff from, just anything from us at any time. You can now go to bigdealswag.com. So, if you haven't heard, I probably need rotator cuff surgery. It's pretty messed up. Yeah, it has and been for what, I've... like six months at least? Oh, uh, it's probably been for years. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Uh, going back to that snow that we had here where everything was frozen for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I really noticed it. It's slowly been worse this past year. But at Florida, when I grabbed the door to pull it open, it was like my, I was like an action figure that had nothing to hold my arm. I felt stuff the like. snap. <laughs> yes, it, it felt like things moved and it hurt really bad. And it has hurt really bad since where it's like in, it used to not just be in pain when it was off just down to, down like a normal position mm-hmm. it would only be like if i tried to like lift it above my like chest it would hurt no now now we constantly have pain so it's it's pretty amazing um anyways that's where i hurt <laughs> that's where i hurt my shoulder all the way uh we had some wonderful patillos so again we got the chicago experience florida style our food was great yeah no complaints none at all I'm so, perfectly um, fine not going there again, but I'm sure we will. Yeah, you're not, like, super big on it, where, it's, like, I always want to go there. Yeah, and I've tried different things. Like, I've tried the Portillo sandwich, you know, the beef sandwich. I've tried the hot dog. I've tried the burger. They're all fine. It's just none I'm of it is amazing. I'm getting the hot dog next time. I'm getting the hot dog next time. Yeah. I've never tried the hot dog, so. Um, 
it was good. I, I wanted to eat there the, actually next day, but we didn't end up doing that. But anyway, so uh, trying to think of what else we did after that. We we, we hung out with back. a lot of Blood Bowl people. Oh, people yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, like, Brian I don't too. Their names some exactly. of the people from Florida. Some people from uh, Mississippi. I don't, I don't remember. It was just a lot of people. And that's what's great about Blood Bowl events is like you're kind of all family. Even like, you ever go to those family reunions where you're sitting there eating with somebody and somebody goes, oh, I seen you found your third cousin, Jimmy. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know, but like he let me sit here and we shared a cookie. That's what Blood Bowl's like. I was talking to someone recently and he was talking about going to tournaments. And the first time he went to a tournament and he heard about how open and inviting the Blood Bowl people are. But he went there and he's like... No one was very overly friendly with me. They were just fine. And then he goes, I went to my second tournament, though. The second tournament, I saw people from the first tournament. And then they were like, oh, hey, it's you again. Hey, you were like real friendly. And he met some new people. And then when he went to his, I think it was World Cup or whatever, he saw those people. And then, you know, they're the best friends. And it's crazy how that works. Mm-hmm. We say it way too often, but it's still true. Yeah, for sure. So we go back. Yep. Round three. So as we start round three, I want to say that I made a mistake going to Florida. It was cold in Oklahoma. I was excited that it wasn't going to be cold in Florida. I took um, I took no long sleeve shirts. I didn't <laughs> take a jacket. I did take my beanie cap, but that's it. I was freezing cold. So the good news is you wonder, I'm a big boy. That room had 200-plus people in it. I bet it got hot and sweaty. It did not. It felt great. I loved it. Any complaints about maybe the hotel being, like, dated? Yeah. Or annoying that we had to talk to some lady that was probably in India at her home behind a green screen? And that's not the end of our problems. We had more problems on Monday, so. Yeah, I mean... In- that lady was friendly, so it's not like she was bad or nothing. But no, anyways, no, no, no. It's just annoying. That room kept up the whole time. I wish I would have had a jacket. I wish I had a pair of jeans. And I would have been very comfortable at the event. So, round three, Steve. My round three, I played Brian Farabee and his bloody tampons. That's what I'm going with. Uh, which was a necro team. My first time playing someone with no star. So that was cool. Um, there was a lot of tampon humor for corn this event. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, I get blood for the blood god, but that, we had the discussion. Anyways. Um, so I finally won the kickoff, so I got to receive. And of course he gets a blitz. So I'm thinking, oh great, that's fun. But he blitzed with a werewolf and got double skulls. So that was nice. I was able to catch the ball with a berserker. Um, I was able to foul and stun a werewolf. I casually did the zombie, but he ended up regenning. And then for the first four out of four times, my beer bores are perfect for get-me-ups. That get-me-up is really nice with those beer bores. It seems like it's more than 50-50. Uh, he ends up casualing a lineman. He hit my Valkyrie. He double-skulled, re-rolled, and then casualed her. So that was not fun. I'm going down the pitch. It's not safe to stall. Um, I I just can't. Again, I don't have enough people to protect me. He's going to get around. He's got the movement. So I kind of forced myself to go for it for a touchdown, and I failed. And the ball goes far away from me. 
I was able to get somewhat near the ball the next time. I protected some, but I failed to pick up. There's a giant scrum with everyone around. Werewolf ends up casualing a lineman. On my turn, I knock down a guy onto the ball to try and free it up. And, of course, it goes to his guy, and he grabs it. Uh, I failed my dodge on a blitz to hit the ball carrier, so that didn't help. And for the final turn of the first half, I got a one-die pal on the ball carrier, and I had a chance to score. I picked it up, I threw the ball, and got wildly inaccurate. Further solidifying my hatred of freaking wildly inaccurate. Why are you passing? To try to score. <laughs> I'm joking. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> and uh, then he ends up KOing Ivar on the last turn. Second half, Ivar is just like, I'm not coming out. Screw you. He gets a quick snap. On my turn three, he, I was able to take down his ball carrier, but I couldn't protect the ball or do anything with it. Next turn, he ends up getting the ball. I do blitz the ball carrier to push him out of bounds. It was a two-die uphill. It was a push-push. And then it turned into a one die, and I got a skull. And then I had no rerolls, so he stayed on the pitch, unfortunately. I had too few people. He caged up. I tried to get to the ball carrier. I had to do a lot of dodges, but I got him. I got a five. I got a four. I got a five. And then I failed on the last one to hit him. Again, he scores on turn eight. one nothing him. 3-1 casualties him. I believe our old... Um... God rest his soul. Brian Hill would have called that the Blood Bowl boner. Yeah. Yeah, those I had a couple of times I could have scored and you know, failing to go for it, it happens. It sucks. Screw it. I up played the pass with wild deviate. I just hate it so much. If it would just oh, go gosh. forward, that's all I need. I got a better chance of catching it and whatever. You think they would save that wild deviation for those people who they can't pass because they're not good passers. Exactly. Like a mummy or a, you know, a zombie or somebody like that. Again, we've we've gone over that plenty of times. So, I mean, that's what was missing from this tournament. A lot of those moments of like, dude, I threw a long bomb with a so-and-so. I can't believe it. I got two sixes in a row. Blah, blah you know, whatever. I'm trying to hear many of those stories. I'm starting to think that that's primarily how my winning happened in the past was the <laughs> BS plays because I just don't get them now. And I've been doing horribly since then. Wow. You were the lucky duck, weren't you? Well, uh, round it was three. not always luck. You have a reroll and you're playing elves or something. You know, it's not impossible. You're right. Uh, round three, I play my ogre team versus chaos dwarves. Do, so I went do, from do. giant, giant, to Chaos Dwarves. I'm like, oh my god. And right now, if you don't know, I have a love-hate for like the High Elves, the Chaos Dwarves, and um, what's the other Camry. team that hasn't been... And the Kimry. Like, I don't... I just don't feel like they're updated enough to be different enough like the new incarnation of Blood Bowl, so that we shouldn't play with them anymore because we just don't need those races right now. Until the GW feels like we need them. But doesn't matter what I think. Um, anyways, I wasn't happy playing Cast Wars because on paper, that is a terrible matchup for my ogres. Yeah. Um, uh, Cast Wars with Grashnak. 
I just had one of those games where I was hurting stuff left and right. I got some breaks. I went up one to nothing. I mean, I kicked the ball off to him, and I went up one to nothing. And then the second half, he had to kick it off to me. And I ended up winning this game two to nothing. If you think about a matchup with Ogres versus Chaos Dwarves, and you go, I need some good luck, and I need him to have a little bad luck, that's exactly what happened here. That's crazy. So, it was a uh, pretty good shellacking on the ogres end. They did well. Um, so far this tournament, three games in Carla, not so impressive. Zug, not impressive. The ogres, this game was really good, but three games in the snotlings are the MVPs. That's crazy. They're the ones picking up the ball. They're the ones doing weird things that are, are needed. So anyways, one win. Or two wins, one tie. That's going not bad. Through this. No, no, pretty happy, pretty happy. My round four went up against Samuel Soto. Um, really nice guy. He's actually painting a team for me, so that's awesome. Um, he was playing Nurgle with Withergrass Double Drool. He ended up receiving his first turn. His star falls and KOs himself. So I was very happy about that. Can I interrupt you? I played Brian... Wesnowski is who I played in round three. Sorry, I didn't mention his name. Okay, that's fine. I just wanted to give him a shout out. He was from the Goblin League. They had the little peaches on their uniforms. Did he have millions of peaches? The what? Did he have millions of peaches? Did he have peaches peaches. for free? Yes, he gave me a peach pin, to be honest. So, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. I did. I did. Is he a president of the United States of America? He might be. Man, we need to get them to come to a tournament. Did, oh, we didn't mention cake. There was cake between rank rounds three oh, and four. Oh, shit, you're right. Have we, after Jim, having lunch with a giant, delicious, amazing cake, Jim had some cake for people with birthdays? Right? First time there? I don't know what it was. I think, I think it, was it was birthdays. And then he actually got a piece and brought it to me. And I'm like, no. I was like the guy from the Monty Python. I'm like, no, I've had too much. And he's like, no, it's wafer thin, wafer thin. So of course he, I ate he, that piece of cake and it was fu- it was good. I'm a fat he ass. He gave me a piece of cake too, and then I was like, "Oh, thank you." And then I gave it to somebody else <laughs> who, who nope. ate it because I too was super full. No, I still but, ate it. I knew I shouldn't, but I eventually had some. It was good cake, and um, TJ Jackson had like three plates of cake or something because I have a picture on the both them thing. <laughs> He loves He's cake. just consuming. <laughs> I like to give him a hard time about it because he likes to give me a hard time. So <laughs> That's how you know you love him. <laughs> so I got a KO right, star but... on my side and uh, of his. And then I was able to casually a guard blocker, which is great. And I set up my set up to use my star ability next turn. Now the whole tournament I've used his my star ability a couple of times. It's been handy. Um it's not been the best thing in the world, but it's been handy. I was able to KO his beast. I hit his ball carrier, pushed it into a giant scrum. I blitz. He got it again, but then I blitzed with the Valkyrie, did a one die, got it both down. And the ball goes onto the rotter in three tackle zones, and he gets a six. Every time I'm knocking someone down or pushing someone into the ball, it's and I'm like, okay, he's got three tackle zones and he's a rotter. He'd have to get uh, got a six. Great. He ends up casually in Earth Werner. Whole lot of nothing the rest of the half. Just back and forth, nothing's happening. 
He did get his bloater and the spawn back, but not the star. So I was really hoping he wouldn't get any of them. Um, but, you know, is what it is. Balls deep in my backfield. I end up casualing a lineman and clouds. You said balls deep. I did say balls deep. I failed the pickup, and he ends up KOing Ivar. I had it set to chain push out a bloater on the side. Then I was going to cage and walk in. Um, but all his people were too spread out and too slow to keep up. I would have pushed out two people. I had everything set up. Like, he's got him spread. There's two people on that sideline. Most of my people are on that sideline. And I have it set up to where I just have to hit him, and I'm knocking those two people out. I get the ball. I go down that sideline, and I just have to cage up and walk in I will be fine I used all three of my re-rolls trying to get those two pieces of shit off the sidelines <laughs> and you know what happens when you do that you, you fail you to pick pay up. for it you fail mm-hmm. to pick up mm-hmm. so he comes up with his sure hands beast man blitzes me gets the ball I have a slight chance to hit him with the overfrender but we've heard this again, and we'll hear it again. The Orphaner gets a skull skull. And go hmm. down he goes. So he ends up scoring. Um, he kicks off to me. I casually align men. I'm going down the field, uh, but he uses horns on my Valkyrie and ends up getting her, stuns her, gets the ball. I had a chance to hit the ball carrier, but I ended up getting a skull. It ended one nothing him. Casualties, 3-2 to him. I'm so pissed at myself for just that stupid play. I shouldn't have used all three. But I knew if I did, I had it. But I was so frustrated and felt stupid, so I went to the gift shop and and bought a cute little kitty. I named him (laughs) Reroll. My round three opponent was uh, Thomas... D. Girolamo? I'm probably not saying that Giordano? right, but I probably spelled it. Yeah, Giordano. Um, <laughs> D. Girolamo, or something like that. It's on the both down. I spelled it correctly there. Uh, Thomas had a uh, Kimry team with Wilhelm Cheney. This was a super tough matchup. I think I ended up... I don't really remember. I know I scored like late in the first half. Um, then, or I think it was late in the first half. I think it was up one, nothing at halftime. And I think he was kicking to me and eventually he got to me. Anyways, I got Wilhelm Cheney out of the game at some point, which was amazing. And then he find I was going in for my second score, but he did some great moves. He tackled my guy. Luckily the ball bounced forward one space, which took him out of like doing the whole, like, Pick it up, do two go for it, hand it off, <laughs> go to the field, do two more go for it, and score. Because I was like, I thought he could score, and then I counted it, and I was like, whoa. And then like I saw him counting, and I'm like, am I right? You can't score? And he goes, <laughs> yeah, I can't score. And I was like, oh, my God, I won my third game of the day. <laughs> so uh, he was a really good player. Um, 
It's just one of those games that happened the way it happened, uh, back and forth on that. He had a bunch of rerolls too, if I remember correctly. So, uh, anyways, won the game, one one to nothing. Feeling pretty good about myself. I feel mean, actually really good. Yeah, you, know? you should. I have one win and three losses. So, three wins, one tie. The tie. I mean, like, I feel like if, uh, you know, if I don't not pick up the ball five turns in a row, that game's a little different. Probably, uh, yeah. But, but you know, it is what it is. I got past the, the Giants, and here I am. And you know, I hate Wilhelm Cheney. Oh like, yeah, I hate him. It's like he's a real person, and I hate him. <laughs> I don't know who I hate worse, Wilhelm Cheney or like the character Gambit from the X Men. I mean, like I hate them both. <laughs> but Manjari, how can you hate Gambit? <laughs> I'm a fifty-year-old, nearly fifty-year-old man, and I hate made-up characters. <laughs> That's fair. They're not real, Scott. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need to make a meme where I'm going like, like <laughs> you know, like Gambit. <laughs> Gambit Wilhelm Cheney doesn't exist, Scott. And then it's like a picture of him behind me. It's like a werewolf game, mm-hmm. you know. Ooh, Werewolf um, Gambit. I'm sure that's happened. So. That's ended, end of I, day one for Blood Bowl for me. So it I. It is in. As I say, I'm going to recap mine and then you can talk about yours. Yeah, that's fine. So. Um, the previous night, we were talking about places to eat and things to do. And we were talking about going to Disney Springs, which is like the old downtown Disney that has a whole bunch of shops and restaurants and stuff. And Brad kind of mentioned, well, they have like this T-Rex cafe, which is kind of like a rainforest cafe with dinosaurs. And Austin and I were like, yes, we're going there. We have to go there. So that's what we did. We went back to the hotel or the treehouse, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Hopped on a little boat that took us to the downtown area. It was super awesome. Uh, we'll talk more about that because you went with us the next day. But yeah, the place where our room was, you could walk down and catch a boat that would take you right outside Disney at that Disney Springs. It was yeah, pretty cool. it was really awesome. Um, because I didn't want to pay to go to Disney. I mean, we didn't have enough time. So this was like the next best thing. But yes, they had a T-Rex cafe. And it was like Rainforest Cafe. And it had a whole bunch of dinosaurs. And while you're eating... A meteor would come every so often, and the lights would go dark, and it'd rumble, and the dinosaurs would go, because, you know, what better way to remember dinosaurs than, you know, the way they died? Food was pretty good. Um, Obviously expensive, because that's what happens there. And then we kind of came back. Not a whole lot. We walked around some, but, I mean, again, we'll talk more about that when you joined us. Um, So you're thinking, like, you played... (laughs) <laughs> sevens. You have three rounds of sevens. You now played four rounds of Blood Bowl. What else could you possibly do? I stayed back. Um, Alan was uh, running the... Um, he wanted to run a Gutter Bowl tournament. And I like Gutter Bowl a lot. At least in my short experience of playing some games of Gutter Bowl. I like it a lot. I like it better than sevens. It's just as goofy. There's, you know, it's hard to have re-rolls, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he wanted to run a little gutter bowl tournament, just two rounds, just to kind of introduce it to people and maybe, maybe create a tradition of running one every year. Maybe. I don't know if he really wants to, but Alan Benningfield wanted to do this. And I told him like, I would do that. 
And um, he didn't know it at the time. I took some both down dice that we had some extras from Oklahoma Bowl weekend. And I said, you know, he was just asking for, I think, $2 if you played in the tournament. Basically, he was running it through tour play, and he just wanted to recoup his cost on tour play. That's fair. So so I not only did I go to Florida and take a Blood Bowl pitch, I also took a Gutter Bowl pitch so we could have some pitches at the event. Um, so it was there were six of us that ended up staying around to play some gutter bowl. Did anyone um, stick around to watch? There was a few people watching. There were, I think it was mainly like family members or girlfriends or friends of those people playing. Um, So uh, TJ was one of them. And then I can't remember everybody's name, but anyways, there was a couple of us. There was six of us, obviously that played. Everybody had different races. I took my uh, Beethoven's black hearts and uh, which was uh, Chaos Renegades, because that's what I'm playing in our little gutter bowl league. And I thought that would be cool to play. So I had to take two teams <laughs> to Chaos Cup as well. So I just took too much stuff to be <laughs> traveling on a plane. Um, I played in round one. I got drawn up against Hogs, Basin, Razorbacks, which, if you remember, is the same team I didn't... <laughs> say was both down approved on my initial list <laughs> that Jim released. And I don't know why I missed it. Uh, Brian Hopkins. Well, I think I saw him on Friday and I think he immediately came up and goes, well, that's a bunch of crap. My team didn't get on there. And I was like, I was like, I, I promised in this last episode, I told, I apologize to you and it should have been on there, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, he's a super nice guy, fun guy. We had a blast. We were tired and I was probably more tired than anybody at this tournament. Cause I was just, exhausted and uh, we played our game his orcs versus my black hearts i ended up winning i think one or two to nothing i can't remember i, I won this game uh, we were only playing two rounds uh, so the next matchup i had i played um uh, he didn't name his team it was a chaos team um, we ended up tying zero to zero well, all the other tables tied or whatever as well. <laughs> and I have no idea what the tiebreakers were, but it was getting late and they announced like we're shutting down this room here in, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. So we had to wrap up. And yeah. some of these players, it was the first time playing Gutter Bowl and they didn't, you know, they were playing a little bit slower, maybe overthinking it a little bit, but I get it. I mean, when you play a new game, that happens. Um I did play. I'll I'll talk about this later. Maybe on another episode. Just remind me to put a pin in some of this because you remind yourself, dude. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll try to talk about it maybe in the shoutouts or something to wrap up the thing because some interesting things happened this weekend that I I don't think I'm gonna. Anyways, we'll move on. Um, Anyways, (laughs) yeah, we're doing everything through tour play. So I have now played a tournament where you input stats through tour play, it ran really smooth, actually. Yeah, um, I wanted, you should have done random that way so that we could test it for Oklahoma Bowl. I know, I was too scared to like try it, so you're going to have to run a tournament like in Colorado and try it or something. <laughs> um, anyways, when he hit the button, they're like, who won the tournament? And he goes, let's go look at the standings. <laughs> well, number one was Scott Prime. Bum, so bum, bum. I am your... I'm your first Gutter Bowl Chaos Cup champion. And you're thinking, like, there's only six people there, and I don't even know if anybody knew about it. There's only two rounds. Doesn't matter. Win's a win. Doesn't matter. 
This is like a national championship that Alabama has from like, you know, <laughs> 1938 voted by the Farmers Bureau. I, I am taking this. I I am the first gutter bowl chaos cup champion. It's like so, taking an undeserved fourth spot. If you're Alabama too. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, anyways, um, I thought that was pretty cool. So I got to pick like out of the little things that he had to give away. And I, I, I took like a ball token or something, something I didn't have versus there was probably some cool painted miniatures that were maybe better items, but they didn't fit any of my team. So I passed those on. Everybody picked out something. We, I think everybody had fun. Everybody was tired. Um, you guys were gone and mm-hmm. I was like 20 minutes or so away from y'all. So I, to get to stay, I had to talk Michael Lewis into maybe taking me up there. Well, honestly, somebody, there was a few people who volunteered, but they really wanted to drink. Yeah. And I went ahead and said, just drink. I don't want to have to worry about this and take your fun. And Michael said, I'll take you if I need to. So once all that wrapped up, I went over and Michael Lewis and Brian too, and some other guys were playing uh, the blood bowl board game. Oh yeah. Not, not, not blitz bowl, the old card game from fantasy flight. And God, it made me like watching them play. just made me want to play it so bad. Because uh, it was a, actually a fun little game. I've stuff. got my and version so I, and storage all sleeved up and everything. Yeah, I, I mean, I got mine too. Um, while you guys went and had dinner at the Dinosaur Kingdom, I forgot to say, since I got some McDonald's, I had some leftovers, um, sausage McMuffins. From that morning, which From that morning, which I safe. saved. Yeah, I saved them all day because I'm an old man who has an iron gut. And I had those for dinner that night. And um, You have an iron gut until I, it comes to tomatoes. And then it just, yeah, it's, just <laughs> dissolves. <laughs> yeah, I'm really tough with uh, old sausage and bread, but <laughs> <laughs> not so much with a tomato. Um, anyways, I had that, so I didn't go anywhere. So I just ate there at the, <laughs> at the hotel. And I just didn't want to waste the food that I already bought. Of course, yeah. Anyways. And then getting back, uh, anyways, I mean, it's not an easy place to find during the day. And especially if you have no idea where you're going. So we kept yeah, we trying to send you the info and like, I don't know, just go. I don't know. You know how we missed the turn the first night? Yeah. And had to kind of loop around. Me and Michael also missed that first uh, turn. Okay. So we had a we had a long ride. Um, but we made it to the place and then I had to walk to the place. Yeah, it has a gate, so you can't go past the gate, so you have to get out and walk a little bit. Yep, so I uh, made it to the hotel, got a Coke or something, and took some pain meds and went to bed. Um, I, I was slept doing that on whole the couch, thing. and the couch was just as bad as the bunk bed. Yay. I was doing that whole thing of, like, you know how, like, you're... You know, they take a group of people and they put them in a room and they tell them to imagine hitting like 10 free throws in a row. And then they take some other guys and they go practice 10 free throws. And the people who have positive thoughts make more free throws than the people who practiced. I was doing that like mental thinking of like, just play good, Scott. Continue to play good. Continue (laughs) to play good. And I must say, I felt like Saturday overall, even in the, even in the, the sevens games in the gutter bowl games and even in the blood bowl games, I felt this whole weekend was making really good decisions, not tilting and just playing solid blood bowl. And then when, you know, opportunities happen, take advantage of it. I wanted to keep doing that for 
going into the next day because i knew no. next day on sunday was going to be super tough competition yeah i didn't have that worry i was doing horribly and was just going to continue continue just continue that you know that's fine i'll i'll tilt for you uh sunday um, we ended up did we pick no, up what no 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 i don't want to okay i don't want to wrap up sunday yet so Saturday. we talked about tour play yeah about how we played that one tournament what i did not tell everybody is uh, I ended up getting Discord because I'm an old man who doesn't want every app in the world. But Steve was like, you're going to have to get it anyways for Florida. Mm-hmm. Which we'll discuss James, that at the end, too. Oh, you want to sign that at the end? I mean, okay. that's anyways, you know, changes and stuff, yeah. James did everybody's matchup through Discord. And it worked wonderfully. Mm-hmm. I don't want to admit that because I don't want to have to download Discord. I mean, it's already on my phone, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I didn't, I don't want a new app. I don't want to go somewhere else and they go, okay, well, we're not using Discord. We're using Submarine app and yeah. you got to go here. But it worked brilliantly. Everybody didn't have to move. He said they were posted. You just checked your thing. You go, oh, I'm on table 41. You walk right over to 41. Boom. Hey, are you Jake or so you we Brian? might as well David? talk about the rest of it. He did end up using that for the tournament, and honestly, we'll be using that for Oklahoma Bowl because awesome. The different threads or the different channels there were a godsend. There was a channel just for, you know, traveling. That's how we got our ride because he's, you know, if anyone needs a ride, you post there and it gets sorted out. They had one for trading. So if someone wanted something or to buy something or bring or whatever, you can have all that handled there. The amount of times that we get emails like, hey, I want to come in, but is there anyone sharing a room? Or do you know anyone who's driving from Dallas or something like that? Now that can all be done in Discord under the tournament, and you guys can just knock yourselves out and do it all. And then whenever we post matchups or we post results or pictures, it's all in one place, and it worked just great. Now, I don't understand why that's any easier than everybody joining a Facebook group and posting in there. Because, because they, a, it's the channels. You so think it's the channels? If okay. You, if we've, like, say we just created the Oklahoma Bowl weekend um, group, you can go post there that you want to ride. Doesn't mean everyone's going to see it. And okay. it's going to get lost after two days or whatever because of how Facebook handles everything. Whereas okay, on Discord, it'll be a whole separate channel, and you can just go back up through there and see stuff. Anyways, my point is, is I'm an old man who didn't want to do this, and it worked out really, really well and efficient. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's probably a new tool that maybe we should start utilizing more until the new Submarine app comes out or whatever it is. That's yeah, Submarine 2.0 will be better. We'll, we'll get sure. there. I heard the first one really sunk. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, on that, let's go ahead and wrap up Saturday, and then we will come back after the break with Sunday. This is Orlando. This is where we believe in magic and fantasies and wishing upon stars and the power of the imagination. This is where we believe in dreams and seeing them come true. This is Orlando, known around the world as the home of happiness. And to those who live here happily, as home. And here we are, 
Sunday at Chaos Cup. The pressure's high. <laughs> the breakfast is on. We gotta talk about breakfast what? first. I know, but the pressure's still on because, like, even though, like, not for me, I had positive thoughts. I'm like, oh my god, what happens if blah blah blah? Yes, breakfast. We ate at Perkins Grandma's Diner. Perkins. I don't know what's Perkins. Perkins. Yeah. With an S or no S? Does it really matter? Yeah, it has an S. Perkins. <laughs> So it's just like an old person, like a breakfast diner. Yeah, we picked up Jonas. It was great. I thought the food was really good. Yeah, didn't you grab a muffin? They're like giant muffins. They did. They they had a orange cranberry muffin, and I'm, I guess I'm. I hate to admit it, I'm kind of weak to orange cranberry muffins, so I got one, and um, it was pretty delicious. Hmm. Okay. Yes, the the food was good again. It's Orlando, so it was a couple more dollars than I was really wanting to pay. But dude, it's also it. breakfast. I mean, I've always hated paying a lot of money for breakfast, but it's my favorite meal, so I'm going to. Of course, yeah. And I always recommend if you've never been to Chaos Cup and you do the thing where you stay up all night and you drink or whatever, either one or both. And you just get up and go to the game the first round. I want to play you because you're going to be annoyed that you didn't eat breakfast <laughs> and you're tired. But uh, in all seriousness, eat breakfast every morning before you go to Casca. Yeah. That's my my pointer. Um, round five. Go ahead. Give us your go. My round five. I played Nick Casavant, I believe is how you say his name. He was playing Corn with Borak. Uh, it... Finally, I had some weather, so it was raining, and he chose to receive, got a high kick. I ended up knocking down a Croxagor, uh, not Croxagor, and set up to use Ivar's ability next turn. And I put a beer bore on Borak just to keep him from messing around. So my next turn, used Ivar's ability, got the Orphaner right onto the ball carrier, ready to push him out of bounds. Skull, skull. Reroll. Skull, skull. Now, I named my players. And at this point, I'm so freaking annoyed because this is like the fourth time that this same one has done it. My Warfarers, you can tell the difference. It's the same one every single time. And I check the sheet, and it's Bobo. I decided to name him after my original guy from the Campbell Claymores, and he screws up just like the original guy from the Campbell Claymores, and that's on me. I should never have done that. Um, he ends up going down the sideline with the ball carrier. I got lucky because he ended up getting a one reroll one on the go for it. And the ball fell and it went forward. The problem is the ball is now on the sideline. There's a ton of people around. There's no way to try to get it without dodging in and hoping because it's into tackle zones. And if it falls, the possibility goes out of bounds and that's going to mess everything up. Um, I end up hitting his guy out of the ball after a couple turns. It goes forward. I tried to two-die up Borak onto the ball, but I just ended up falling down. Uh, he pushed an Orphaner out. He casualty to Berserker. Ended up picking up the ball in tackle zones where he needed a five. And again, it's raining. But he gets it. Uh, I chain-pushed his ball carrier to the sideline. And I tried to push him out. And we just knock him down wasn't completely on the sideline, but I got a push. 
and didn't help any. He KOs my Valkyrie. I can't stop him. He just goes in for a score on his turn 8. My turn 8, I'm 0 for 4 for knockouts. That's two Orphoners, a Valkyrie, and a Lineman. So, not doing great. And then, uh, I did casualty a Lineman, and the, the Beer Board casualty a Lineman on a Foul. So, I was feeling a little bit better. Second half, I went 0 for 4 in KOs again. Again, no Val- no Orphoners, down a Valkyrie with my leader. I only have eight people left. So I set up with Ivar in the middle to try to get a couple of hits on him to try to even things out. Because at this point, I, I'm just going for a tie. I mean, whatever. And of course, he gets a blitz. And he puts Borak right in the middle, right on Ivan. And he KOs a Berserker. So I try to pick up the ball. I got it with a lineman. I tried to pass. Um, failed. Use a reroll. Got a six. Then failed the catch. Ball ends up going forward, which was good for me, but it didn't matter. By turn four, I had three people left on the pitch. For fun, I just three-die blocked Borak with the beer bore, ended up casualing myself. But with all this, he's destroying me. Like, I have two people left on the pitch at this point, and he's not fouling me with Borak. <laughs> just like, dude, will you just freaking foul me so I can be done? I just want done. Just kill me. Wipe the floor with me. I want out of here. This. So uh, he ended up winning two to nothing, and casualties were only two to one him, but that does not include pushouts, knockouts, fouls, all that stuff. And yeah, that's that's my that's my round five. Yay. Uh, my round five. I got to replay a. Ma- similar matchup of um, my ogres versus Colin Murphy in round five Um, on table nine. I'm pretty happy. And then I, like I said, I play Colin Murphy again. Now last year, I believe Colin won two to nothing. And um, my dice and, you know, ogres did what ogres could possibly do, which is bonehead a lot and stuff like that. So, Anyways, Colin had a lizard man team. I believe there's only 11 guys, and he had an apothecary. So I got the kickoff. I was very happy because, like, you injure a few guys. You know, if you have the numbers game, maybe you can get what you you need. Well, I got a casualty. I got a knockout. And then everything went downhill. And I mean, (laughs) as fast as downhill as possible from that point on. Um, Yes, I had the numbers for him. Yes, I got the ball. It didn't matter. Everything else I did with the ball was terrible. Colin, you know, got the ball from me. He went in for the score. Um, It was a really, really awful ogre game once again. Zug wasn't doing anything. Carla wasn't doing much of anything really at one point, you know, I still pushing it because like he went up and I knew he was going to get the kickoff. So I had to push and, um, I could be wrong on this. Colin could correct me, but I think at one point, like all four ogres went bonehead at one turn Jeez. and I literally had a cloud of like, I, I had the snotling cage going up the field and, um, I was actually doing fairly well with it. Um, I had to like 
position myself where I needed to do like a go for it. Yeah. And uh, of course, I believe I failed on the dodge before I ever got to the go for it. But if I would have got my go for it, then I would have um, been in position to like be able to score and you know tie it one to one at halftime. And you know who, who knows what happens. I didn't. I I believe I failed the dodge. I don't remember at this point because this game gets worse and worse as I talk <laughs> about it. Um, I either failed the dodge or the go for it. I'm pretty sure I failed the dodge because I had the reroll, but I you know the dodge already had the built-in reroll, so I think that's where I failed it. Anyways, Colin went <laughs> one end of the field to the other end of the field before in that one play, <laughs> and it was two to nothing at halftime. Me kicking off to Colin. Jeez. Of course, Colin scored, and then it kicked off to me. And then the game of we can't pick up the ball started, of course, again, or continued, or whatever you want to look at. Anyways, he scored again. It was four to nothing. God. Now there's <laughs> there's two plays left, and I don't think I've ever been beat five to nothing that I can remember. I believe I've probably been beat four to nothing. I don't know if ever at a tournament, but casual maybe. And um, I just surrounded the ball this time. I'm like, (laughs) I don't don't want to get beat five to nothing. Right, yeah. Nobody does. (laughs) Um, You know, Colin's going like, dude, you're just having, you know, he's giving me the, you know, you're having bad luck. Mm -hmm. This sucks. And, of course, I'm going like, you know, last year I wanted to give you a good game and I couldn't. This year I'm playing even worse. And he's like, it's not really you playing bad, for real. <laughs> now, I don't know if he's being nice to me or not, but I feel like in the movie, you know how they say everybody has a different version of you in their head? Yeah. You know, so in this movie, you're this way. I'm probably the worst player in the world for Colin. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Colin. I don't think he has a problem with me, but I just can't give him a competitive game at the top tables at Chaos Cup. Hey, Colin, you ever uh, listen it- to that Both Down podcast? Yeah, I would, but that guy's a horrible player. I mean, he talks like he knows what he's doing, and I guess he lies about finishing first at tournaments, but he's got I, awful. I, I don't know how this guy made it to the top tables. <laughs> so Colin was like at an outside chance, depending on what happened above us, yeah. to you know maybe make that top four at Chaos Cup. So he was like, you know, sorry about this. And I was like, no, I totally get it. You got to press its score as much as you can. Yeah, There's absolutely. also a... There's also a most touchdowns award, right? You know, yeah. so I mean, there's 200 at this point. There's 202 people at Chaos Cup because the the people filling in and people dropping. Uh, 202 different people at Chaos Cup, and uh, you know, t- only 10 percent of us is going to get an award. So hell, I get it. I get. It. I don't like it, but I get it. Yeah. Um, I, I surround the ball. Well, I made the mistake of putting Carla kind of on the front end of that surrounding the ball which is really the only pushable player in that the one bunch. person without sidestep yeah with no sidestep but still not a big deal right because like he can't get somebody <laughs> you know i i think i could be wrong maybe he got a source down there i, I don't remember exactly if it was a source or a skink he hits carla pushes into the ball still should be not a big deal well, the ball, of course, I can't pick it up, and it bounces around to places. Well, the ball goes over to what, you know, there's the sideline, there's one square, and there's three of my snotlings within this tackle zones. Yeah. Okay, so you go one, two, three, the ball is 
just north of number two, and then the sidelines. Still, Colin has to, you know, he has to dodge through all this stuff. He has to pick up through all this stuff. And then he has to do two go forts to score to make it five to nothing. Well, what's true about Blood Bowl, if you roll a lot of fives and sixes, you can do anything. <laughs> that is true. And we laugh because Colin did a bunch of fives and sixes. And we were just, we both were mind blown. He picked up the ball in traffic. He dodged through all the traffic. And I believe he did it with no re-rolls, too. God. Anyways, he scored. It was 5 nothing, and I was just like, just kill me now. Yep. 5 um, nothing game. That's, What's that? So the 5 nothing game of rare occurrence. Yeah, and you know what? Day 2 of Chaos Cup is like... it's an To me, it's kind of an awful time because like you only play two games. Mm-hmm. And if you do really well the first day... You're going to play really good coaches the second day. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, for sure. And even if you went four and two, but you lost your last two games on Sunday, it feels like a bad weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get past that. So I knew ahead of me, I thought I did enough possibly to make the Stunty Cup because I didn't know who was behind me. But I knew ahead of me, Jonas had his halfling team with Griff and and deep root. Yeah. But they didn't they didn't qualify. So they didn't qualify for stunting, no big deal. But there was another gentleman named Isaac who was up there and he was on like table I think six, maybe seven. Anyways, I was rooting for him to win. So he possibly would have went into the top four and I wouldn't have had to play <laughs> him. Because I think at this point, I think he was undefeated. I think he had like a tie here and there. Jeez. And I heard that he was like a really good coach. And, um, but I got stuck playing Isaac round six. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before round six. Anyways, uh, Colin, (laughs) if you're listening, which I doubt you do, but, um, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I'm going to, I'm going to say a safe bet is, is that I might not play ever good against you, but I, hopefully I never get beat five, nothing again. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I can only improve on the next round. (laughs) Well, like I was saying, five nothing is a, a rare feat in a tournament. Um, but we might have one to talk about next episode too. So we'll see okay. how that goes. Yeah, that'd be great if it was against me. <clears throat> well, it's always against you, even yeah. no matter whose head. Um, so for lunch, I don't know what you did. I just stayed at the venue. They had really cheap food. Like surprisingly, I got chicken fingers for like ten bucks or something. I think Did you just have somewhere, the muffin? somewhere during this weekend, I went to the coffee shop with Jonas and got some type of like breakfast sandwich or something, which was a mistake. Yeah. It wasn't very good. And I think this is what I did Sunday. I wish I would have got the, the food from the venue. Cause As a, so yeah, the, again, like this hotel has a pizza hut and a Starbucks in it. Oddly. Mm-hmm. Very odd. Um, but yeah, we, they had a little vendor and like just chicken fingers were 10 bucks or something or less. I feel like, I don't know where, I don't remember when me and Jonas had this breakfast food, but I don't know if it was the, what else, other foods did they have that day? Because I might've got that. I thought it was burgers, but I couldn't tell you. Okay. I, I might've just did the thing with Jonas cause I had a pretty big 
breakfast. Though. Yeah, our breakfast was very big, and it was only one round. So, but yes, I thought the food compared to Chicago, I felt like was a better, at mm-hmm. least on Sunday when I checked it out for ten dollars. I thought we were getting a lot more fair, fair priced food for my buck than instead I of two hot dogs. Yes. Oh, and sodas. They have vending machines all over the place, so you can just go get cheaper soda, too. Yeah, I discovered those later mm-hmm. after I've already bought soda from the expensive gift shop. But, yes, so I, much cheaper. I ate lunch, sat with some friends and stuff, and just gabbed. Went to the bathroom, washed my hands and everything. I come out, and there's a princess just walking by. And I'm like, what the, what, what, what? am I going crazy? And she goes, she's walking towards the Blood Bowl stuff, and I'm like, what is going on here? Then I see she has a sash, and I'm like, oh, it's a beauty contest? Is there a beauty contest going on at Chaos Cup? Like, the room next to ours had some sort of beauty contest going on for young women. I don't know. It was very odd. Just seeing women drop walking around in giant ball gowns. Hmm. Do you notice that at all? Um, I I don't think I actually saw them. I think I saw your post about them at the time. Okay, uh, it was very odd. I thought. So round six, um, my round. Would you like six, to do yours first? Yeah, I'll go back. Um, we'll go back to the end of round five when we turned in the sheets, and someone asked, "Like, hey, how'd it go?" I go, "If you need someone to drop next round, I will gladly do so." And they're like, what? I go, I'm I'm good. I don't need to play anymore. If you need someone to drop. They're like, well, actually, you know, we had someone else drop. So if you dropped, then the person who had to fill in can actually do the stuff that they need to for like uh, drawings and stuff. I'm like, I'm perfectly fine with that. So my round Here. six, I basically helped out with uh, raffle prizes and whatever else they needed and did not play. So you, you didn't lose. Did not lose. That's I'm win. very happy with that. So I'm not a, I'm not a big I'm not a big proponent of dropping out. Let me be very clear on that, because it can hurt people who I played and all that type of stuff. But you know, I didn't give a shit at that time. <laughs> My record was one win and four losses. You didn't have a tie. No. Okay. I don't think so, did I? No. No, I guess not. 3 1 loss. 2 1 win. 1 0 loss. 3 1 loss. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. 1 0 loss. 2 0, whatever. Yeah, no. No, no ties. I haven't had a tie in ages. Even at Chaos Cup and before. We were at World Cup and before. Okay. Uh, So uh, I did make the Chaos Stunty Cup. Yep. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my piece, and then I'm also gonna like kind of reflect opinions on the whole. I don't, I don't know how I feel. Like I like the idea of playing for Stunty Cup, but and I guess this goes for everybody. Um, it, it's probably my bad choice of taking ogres. I think like as an ogre coach. I don't want to play another stunty team. Now, maybe I'm crazy and I'm just a mentally ill, weird, stunty coach. But I'd much rather play your Norse team 
with my ogres. Yeah. Then playing a bunch of guys that have like dodge and, and other things like that because plus, you're not you're not set up to take down a stunty team. You're set up to take down a regular team. Right. Like I just don't want to face a stunty team at all. I mean, I really don't want to play a high armor team either. I don't want to play Chaos Dwarves, yeah. Dwarves or Orcs. But man, oh, I got a human team. Oh, I got a chance. Oh, also, I got this. This is the sixth round where you get the special gift of chaos with the mutations. And then yes. the star player this year. And right. no so, offense to Left, no offense to Johnny, whoever started all that crap. I hate it. I do not like changing rosters for the final round especially when it's this you know you got championship game for you and championship game on the top four tables like i don't i don't like it never yeah um we've changed a lot about chaos cup and i like the idea behind the people get some mutations my suggestion would be one player gets two mutations so he's really like muted out, and then you only have to worry about memorizing stuff on one player. Now, this could be that, you know, I'm in my late 40s. Maybe I just struggle with the idea of trying to remember more stuff. At a, and there's not 50 people at Chaos Cup anymore. There's now always going to be 150 plus, and probably safe to say maybe 200 plus going forward. Mm -hmm. It is high at least for my perspective of the last couple of years being on the higher tables, there feels like there's more pressure. It's yes. I think memorizing extra stuff on the last round feels like it's just a little bit too much now. Like the two skills isn't a huge deal because typically people will take the same skill a lot of times. Yeah. It's too, it's the star player. Tells, like two, yeah. Two claws. I mean, it's not, and you see a lot of the same skills. So I guess in some ways, every time I've played it, it's been kind of boring because everybody just takes the same skills. Yeah. Now, if it was, if we I have could... a way to do random now. So if it was just random, I got no issue with that. Like, I still don't like it because I, in my head, I don't want majors to deviate from the rules for the last round. It just doesn't make sense to me. Never has. I get that. Um, no matter what I say about this, it's still no matter what I had. I wrote it all down, and it's still my fault. So I'm gonna go on to, um, yeah, the extra star player. I think Jeff introduced this thing, and I and I like the idea because it's to me it was based of like for the longest time, uh, Tom from Impact Miniatures gave out like a chaos. Uh, chaos all-star miniature every mm -hmm. chaos cup and that's the reason we went to the first one like we were excited to go get a, a miniature and back then and, that would pay for most of the trip yeah if you either wanted to sell it or keep it or whatever um now we have 3d printing and you know models are everywhere used yeah. to if you're new to blood bowl like within the last six seven maybe even you know maybe eight years but for sure the last six years or so you know when we started this podcast 12 years ago it was metal miniatures and it was a big deal to get one because yeah i mean it was like this is a big event they and have only the miniature. only the biggest events or the most profitable or whatever would do actual figures you know and, they were amazing the first time we did one it was amazing like oh my god i can't believe we did a custom figure 
Oh, I remember just staring at that thing when we got them in and just yeah. like so, so proud. Um, but with 3D printing or any other technology, the more, the more it's out, the more people get it. And now 3D printing's everywhere. Yeah. Um, I get the idea of let's add a star player. And I thought those were really good ideas. And I still think it's a really, actually, I think it's a great idea. But the fact that it gets introduced in the last round after you're so mechanical of everything. And, and again, this could just be me having an old brain, not willing to change. Um, we started off, uh, me and it was Isaac. And man, I'm going to say his name wrong. Yeah, say it again. Clisby? I don't know. Something like that. Really nice guy, younger guy. If I had to guess, he was 25, maybe he's older. I don't know. But he looked he looked youthful. Uh, I high respect because I knew he was playing against good coaches. And like I said, he, he is in the Stunty Cup because of a tie and stuff like that. And really, I already feel on paper this is an outmatched match. And I'm just hoping that, like, maybe he's not as good as coach as people have told me. <laughs> so, but you got to roll your dice and play your game. And uh, I've been in the Stunty Cup now. This was my third time. The first year that Chaos Cup implemented that Stunty teams play each other, I tied. Um, played uh, Siggy Lama's cousin, uh, David Morse. And uh, we tied that matchup so it went by standings. I tripped on that tripwire, Steve. I still mm-hmm. remember it. <laughs> uh on that last play. Anyways, so I tied the first Stunty Cup I was in. Last year, I played uh, Mark Burkhart and uh, pulled off the upset win. Um, again, I didn't want to play another Stunty team, so it was hard. <laughs> and uh, and then this year, I play some halflings with Deep Root. And Deep Root's brutal, man. I mean, he is just a brutal piece to deal with. He was brutal um, before, and now he's plus two. Yeah. So... Right off the bat, he stole all my rerolls. Yes, they do. And, and right off the bat, he... I, I got the ball, but it didn't matter because I couldn't pick up the ball. <laughs> and right off the bat, he injures my ogre with leader. So therefore, I have no chance to get any more rerolls for the rest of the game. Unless he blows, like... I only had one reroll. Yeah. You know. Unless he really blows the halfling chef thing. So, as you can tell, it went to one to nothing by half. We finished the first half. The first half was so bad. We finished it either, I can't remember if it was 28 minutes or 32 minutes. Jeez. That's how fast the first half was. Um, He also, if I remember correctly, he hurt Zug. I was down to just, I was losing my big pieces left and right. Yeah. I told him anything can happen. I will play this out, even though I feel like it's probably not going to matter. Um, oh, that, that was, let me go back to my biggest mistake. All weekend, I thought I played really well. Even against Colin, I played correctly, but just dice didn't happen. Against Isaac, I, you know, I set up for some stuff and um, he had a halfling there. I, I blitzed it with an ogre my ogre with leadership and I for some reason didn't move him back because I forgot about we both played with the lizard piece or whatever that had frenzy. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot about the frenzy part of this guy. And um, I said, I left my guy there. And as soon as I said, uh, I passed the turn, I look over at the sheet 
that has all the star player stats on it for the wait wait this, wait. In this chaos cup, you get a, either a lizard guy for one half or the Amazon for one half, and you get to pick. And you pick privately, and we both picked the lizard for the first half and one of the Amazon for second half. Uh, yeah, as soon as I said my turn was over, I looked over and like in slow motion, I was like, no. <laughs> And he sure enough moved up a, a little halfling, blitzed with his lizard man. He didn't take the pow, he took the push, and then he hit me again for another push. And that's how my guy got casualtied, and I lost leader for the rest of the game. Yeah. And at this point, I was close to being on tilt because I was really, really mad at myself from for forgetting that guy had frenzy and leaving my guy right next to the sideline. So it is ultimately my fault. If I'm honest, if that doesn't happen, Isaac's probably the better player than me. I mean, for real. He probably yeah. is just a better player than me. So if we play that game five times, I think he for sure wins it three times, you know, maybe more. Um, really good player, really good self-control. Anyways, we go to the second half. He makes the first mistake of the game. He tries to pick up the ball. He fails because <laughs> he didn't make many mistakes. He just, he finally failed something, which I was so happy about. So I had, I didn't have much going for me. I threw a snotling downfield. I landed downfield and <laughs> I went to go pick it. All I had to do is pick up the ball and do one go for it. And I failed it. <laughs> I failed the pickup. So I had a chance. I mean, like he was sweating bullets. He's like, Oh my God. And I was like, well, I got to try this. <laughs> um, after that, he finally scored, I think, on turn seven or eight. But I had opportunities. I had at least four shots on the ball carrier once he picked the ball up. It was Carla and Snotlings fighting like crazy. The Ogres were useless in this game once again. Like I said, I think Zug either went out through a casualty or a knockout. Useless. Useless. Yeah. Useless. Uh, but I did give him a fight that whole second half. I think he was, like, sweating a little bit. Maybe not the whole time, but... There's a few times that I was doing some stuff that made me feel like, okay, I can at least show him that I'm, I'm trying and not a super terrible coach after my mistake the first round or the first half. And it, anyways, long story short, he ended up beating me two to nothing and deservedly so. So he was the stunty champ. Um, I finished 61st. And if you'd count the people who subbed in for the people who dropped, it was 202 people. If you look at the perspective of my only two losses came to Colin, who finished, I think, fourth. And my other loss came to Isaac, who finished seventh. Or maybe I have those toggled wrong, but I don't think so. I didn't do too bad for 200 people there. My only two losses came to those guys. Yeah, Colin came in fourth. Isaac came in seventh. So, after it was all said and done... And you can say that we, we have a list of the award winners, everybody. After it was all said and done, I finished, if you count the 202 people, I finished in the top 30%, barely. Um, and a lot of people would have loved to finish in the top 30%. And um, yeah. a lot of people would like to say they only got beat by two top 10 guys. Um, so, I would like to say I had two wins. Right. So I was really mad at my day. And then... Heinz, like after we left and went to dinner and th thought about it, I tried not to beat myself up. So, yep, I did. I did achieve the goal of getting my ogre team above 
you know, because that one Chaos Cup, I went and I just like let everybody run past me, mm-hmm. and it really sunk my rating. And I know rankings don't mean much to people, but it's kind of fun to see it. And I finally got my ranking above 150. Nice. Um, I ended up even not playing the last game, 179th. So hey. not good. So Dude, let's you were you were in the top ninety percent. That's true. That's true. Top ninety, not bad. <laughs> There's other people who wish they were in the top ninety percent. And not many. Not many. <laughs> about about twenty people. Yeah, around there. Um so uh champion went to John Saul Lackey with his Skaven team. He took no stars, he just had a pure Skaven team and kicked ass. Stunty, obviously, was Isaac Clisbay. Second place, Stephen Jarrett from Canada. Third place, Mike Kuhn. Uh, best sport, Denny Franks. Best defense, Alex Alonzo. Most brutal, Dave Arvello. Best offense, Max Hanna. Chaos Fledging, so first time at Chaos Cup with Stephen Jarrett. Middle of the pack, just the average Joe or Jane, was Mike Tremarch. Best comeback after round two, which now, with 200 people, is a big deal. Rob Nowicki. I Am Chaos Award. Denny Franks as the highest-ranking Chaos team. Wooden Spoon went to Todd Percival. Best Painted Awards. Best Theme, Paul Bohart. Best Single, Blood Bowl Model, Timo Swanner. Best Team, Jonathan Witt. Best Impact Miniatures Miniature was Pat Wynn. And Judge's Choice was R.J. Moog. And then they've got the listing of the NAF Tournament Series top finishers. But, I mean, I guess I can do that. Uh, N.E.B.B.N., don't know what it stands for. James Levins, Voodoo, John Saul Lackey, of course, came in first. Cult, Nick Vice, Beast, Denny Franks, Scars, Colin Murphy. Uh, West Coast Grand Prix, Brian Two, Glam, Stephen Jarrett. GPGP, Scott Martin, and Internationals, Roland Zug. Well, congratulations to everybody at Chaos Cup who won awards. And to Jim and his staff. Jim and his staff did a great job. They pulled it off, and no issues that I know of. I mean, there was a couple of times that matchups were put in wrong, I guess, but, I mean, that always happens. Yeah, I think there was one round where he released everything. And then they had to pull back, correct? Yeah. But, again, that's not... I mean, that happens, so... So, everybody's asking, what did you think about Chaos Cup? How did it compare? I want to hear somebody who's not from Florida. Well, if you hate the Florida crowd, <laughs> you're not going to like my answer. I will say I missed going to Chicago. Yes. But this is probably a nostalgia thing. It's something... I wish I had my car. I wish it was only 12 hours to get there, even if it was to Florida, so I could have my car. I wish I could have, at any time I wanted to, go to 7-Eleven and drive there. Yes, I could have walked. So missing a car was big. The airplane ride is actually not too bad. It's just like if I had my car, I could have crammed all my stuff in my car easier. I, I lost a field. So if anybody picked up a a Oklahoma Bowl eleven pitch by accident, because we all have these um, what is it the the things from Jack Maelstrom like little Maelstrom all the same like uh, mat sleeves yeah I had it 
I'm not somebody saying somebody took it. It's possible I misplaced it. I never opened my own field, but I did have it with it, me with by our stuff. <clears throat> was that a Temple of Nuffle one? The Temple of Nuffle one, because I brought it in case I needed it for sevens, because um, it had the sevens fields on the side. So I don't, I don't have a pitch anymore of that. But somebody, at the very least, I hope somebody actually has it, even if you stole it from me. That way, it's at least getting used instead of getting thrown away by, you know, the, yeah. the staff at the hotel. The hotel wasn't terrible. It was. It reminded me of the one over in Palatine. The Palatine Hotel. The original one? Yeah, Yeah. the original one. Uh, It was okay. Uh, The location, I didn't think, was, like, terrible. I mean, even at me, and you're going to find out as we talk about the next day and stuff, that you were able to walk around and go to food places and stuff. Um, I mean, it wasn't next to the road, like some of the businesses, but Mm -hmm. if you could walk... And I know not everybody physically can, for real. I'm not making fun of people. Um, it was fine. It, the tournament itself, I couldn't tell you what Jim did that was so special about the event to make it run smooth. But the fact that I'm not complaining about anything tells you it really ran smooth. And I think that's kind of the deal with tournaments is, is if everything works fine, you don't even notice it. You're not... You're not complaining. You're not think you're sitting around too long. Yeah, and you might not even have positive things to say, but it's because you weren't up there watching things all the time or whatever. But so it ran smooth. And I know, like to some of us, Florida is the rowdy guys who drink all night. They love to party. If you're looking for a party, go to Florida. You know they're crazy about Blood Bowl. They don't maybe have Blood Bowl leagues, but they play every other weekend in Blood Bowl. What I saw was. And again, if you hate Florida, this is going to make you mad. I saw a community that got together and put on a great event because I saw a ton of Florida people helping out and being helpful to people. Not one Florida person, and I've said it in the past, not one Florida person stood out of being crazy drunk, obnoxious, annoying, At least from my perspective, nobody did that. Maybe it was there. I did not see it. All I saw was helpful people every step, every part of the tournament. When Jim was not at the lead table, I think his name is Jason York. I think it was him. You would have thought he was running the tournament. It had this, like, I don't want to sound like a boat down thing. It had, like, this boat down thing where, like, it's a two-headed giant running Mm -hmm. the event. So it ran really smooth. Yeah. Really, really smooth. If I had to complain, that room with 200 blood bowlers was freaking cold. And that's my biggest complaint. See, I didn't feel Uh, it at all. I liked it. It felt good. You know, I'd much rather be a little chilly than burning up. Trust me. Exactly. I mean... Honestly, this was I didn't bring a long sleeve shirt or a little jacket because I thought I was going to Florida. This is this is Scott once he turned in his forties and I hit manopause. Thirty <laughs> five year old Scott would have loved this. I'd have been there with the shorts and tank tops, going like this place is. I might have said it was hot. It needs to be colder. <laughs> the fact that that place kept up with so many people in the room being cold is amazing. Yeah, the door prizes they had a million door prizes. 
I bought some tickets, of course, to support the charity. I ended up winning two board games, which made it really difficult to pack pack things back going back home. Like I barely so, had all my once again, I was like, Well, they got a ton of stuff. And they had a couple of pitches from the original release of Blood Bowl with the neoprene from GW. Like I know I have one, I don't have the other one. I really want it. So I was like, You're not gonna win it. Why even bother ticket buying tickets? I go Nah, I could possibly win something. Why not? So I bought like $100 worth of tickets, and I dispute, distributed them all. And Yeah, I didn't win anything. I never win anything. I don't even know why I bother. It's the curse of the make, your, make it at home meth kit. That sure you won is. the very first chaos cup that you refused to claim. And then I won the liquor from Jonas and uh, Anders. And yep. I haven't won anything at chaos cup since. No awards, <laughs> no legacy teams, no nothing. Well, I don't know what to tell you. The the event from the beginning of like the super early registration where you could go pick up your stuff, super smooth. Yeah. The 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 hall that was just open for people to play, I think until midnight every night, play games. Um this was a very you know, the one thing I did miss that Jeff did at, at a Chaos Cup, you know how he had like everybody separated in teams and like we got like a goofy, I don't know, did we get a coin or something? We got something, a patch or something that, you know, do you remember that? Like last year he put the, um, yes. we picked up our rosters. They were in yeah. the sleeves on doors and we were like, oh, we're the Reekland Reavers mm-hmm. and Steve's on the dark side Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. To me, that was a little fun thing that happened in previous Chaos Cups. It didn't happen at this one, but you know what? But the, the reason one, why is they fixed that. They did a great job. Uh, James made the score sheet, and you fill it out. You both walk up there. You hand it to Jason, and he looks at it and reads it off to left immediately. They put it in. They say thank you. They hand the sheets back. They don't have to worry about that, and we need to do that. That's what I was going to say. That seems so simple. Jim did the same thing when uh, at the first uh, Kansas City event, the Kansas City Open. You just walked up there, he compared him, he zapped him in and handed him right back and put the responsibility on the player for holding on to their sheet. Yeah. Which is perfectly fine. I, I always wonder, like, how many of those did he have to go replace and all that, but I never heard any bad stories. The, uh, would I still like the event to be in Chicago? Yeah. Is it just from a perspective of nostalgia? Probably, and I want a car. Yeah, I want a car. I realized I could have drove down there, but it would have taken took a Two lot days. more yeah. effort. I could have rented a car. It would have took a lot more effort. I felt like food was just a tad bit more expensive. But that just, just could just be nowadays. I mean, it just is you know. It, yeah, it could be. You know, it is what it is. I'm just saying, if people wanted feedback, so I'm giving yeah. it to them. <clears throat> Ultimately, Conven- like. Can- Convenient to fly. I missed my car. I missed being able to win board games and go, I can throw these in the back of the car while me and Steve drive back. Yeah, or just grab some people and go to lunch or dinner or whatever. We have we were, we were we very were reliant mercy, on other people. Yes, we were very at the mercy of other people. And it was really odd to be like, can somebody please give me a ride back to Saratoga Springs if I stay and play mm-hmm. Gutter Bowl? And stuff like I did not enjoy that. Yes, I could have rented a car. I didn't have the money to rent a car. So no. I'm just trying to give you like my perspective on it. 
Jim and the crew did really good job. And really, you know, everybody's like, I get it. They're jerking off James. And it does start with the lead guy. But the crew is what makes a good event. Yeah. You got good crew people. They represent you. And Florida, you did a way better job than even I thought you would do. I thought you'd be fine. I still wanted it in Chicago, which <laughs> made a really, really, really good event. So you, everybody who helped in that event should be really proud, from James to the bottom guy, because they were everywhere. They were just Florida guys everywhere, willing to help and find you answers if you needed them. Yep, and overall, like I don't have much to say different than you. Everything was, was ran extremely well. The venue was really nice. The hotel can suck my balls, but, you know, whatever. Um, the actual location of Orlando, it doesn't hold a candle to Chicago for me, just because I love Chicago. I can go watch a Cubs game. We can go to the cool museums. We can go downtown. There's a lot of stuff to do. You know, catch the train, go downtown for a day. There's stuff to do in Orlando, but I'm not spending the 300 bucks to go to a park, you know, um, and, and that might have been different. I mean, like, um, what was it, Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. Him and his family went to, they went to the, yeah. one of the parks. I a think lot of the people day did. After. Yeah, a lot of people and, did the day after. And yes, if I had an extra, you know, $600 or something and we went to the park, maybe it would have been a great thing. But I'm just trying to tell you from a perspective of, yeah, I have X amount of money. And when I run out of X amount of money, I'm on my own. No, for sure. And, Again, like, it's more of a suburb area, you know, it seems like, because, you know, all the chain restaurants and um, just what it is. Now, there's a lot of cool places there, and, you know, we saw a lot of things on my Friday trip that, you know, again, we'll talk about at a future date, most likely. But the actual location over by the gift shops, I'm not thrilled but I came to play a game and hang out with friends. I was able to do that. That's all I care about. Um, actual running the event, the venue, I have no complaints. Everything ran great. Everyone had a great time. Um, I, The rules, I, I've always railed against that. I don't like changes in sixth round. Never going to. I don't like giants. Never going to. That's on me. Um, but yeah. For sure. Yeah, I would, I would think... Here's... Everybody now does 3D printed models. Mm -hmm. Everybody likes to get new models, so I get it. I think if it was me, I would go away from the... I'd probably keep the mutation since it's been a tradition. I do like your idea of random. Like, pick the best six because nobody wants um, Ironheart skin, right? No matter right. what they play. Um, something like that. Maybe the 3D model, I, I still go back to Tom's idea of finding something from the fluff. Yeah. So there's plenty of like star players from second edition you could make up and have a model for. Or a lot of people don't have coaching models. They just have some random or guy with an lines. axe. Yeah. Like, like, oh, here's a dwarf with an axe. He's actually my coach. His, his name's uh, Grimroar. Maybe, maybe we need to start doing like, Occasionally, you get a, you know, a dwarf coach, and yeah. he's like looks like a coach. He has a little hat on, like Tom Landry. And oh, this year we're offering like if the next year if it's themed over uh, Norse, 
you have a coach that has like a jacket on and he looks like Vince Lombardi and his name is uh, Vince Ice Barty or something like that. I don't know. But right. the, those are – here's the good news. <clears throat> good news, bad news, folks. Everything's been done in Blood Bowl. It's mm-hmm. really hard to think of something new to give out that's unique for Blood Bowl. For and sure. I know the miniature thing is like, we'll do a cool miniature. I think the coaches would actually be used a lot. Um, Sideline pieces, so, anything like, you know, cheerleaders, yeah. drummers, whatever. Did we go over what we got in our little gift bag? I we don't could think do so. Right go for it. Okay. So we got a Amazon player for the sixth round. And some people got these early, so they got to paint them up, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. I just used one of my Amazon blitzers. And then I also used a source to represent mine. So I did take the models with me. So I wouldn't forget, but I forgot the skills. <laughs> um, then we got this cool uh, lizard man guy, and he looks really cool too. Now, if you get there, putting them on the base, I heard was difficult. I didn't use them, so I don't know. <clears throat> and for seven, we got a guy that's like a snake man, 3D printed. And I guess he looks kind of like the boa constrictor guy. Or similar is the best way to describe it. So yeah. we got three miniatures if you played in both of those events. We got some bottle caps, which I like and don't like. Like <laughs> we see we use these a lot at first. Yeah, we and, got we kind of burned ourselves out from like Oklahoma Bowl two to seven or whatever. They're cool. Yeah. I love them. And at the same time, we I used to use them all the time as like reroll markers and mm-hmm. <laughs> but over the years, we've gotten fancier ones and everything else, but they're still cool. I like the bottle caps. Always a nice addition. We got some, we got a sticker. I'm showing Steve so he remembers. Yep. And we got what I thought was a magnet, this plastic thing. And mm-hmm. I tried to put it on my fridge and it fell off and it wasn't a magnet. And then I asked Jim, like, what is this? And he said, it's a plastic patch. So I did not know this existed because I don't really. I keep thinking I'm going to buy like a cool letter jacket and put all these patches on there. But yeah. I just don't know if that's ever going to happen. But anyways, plastic patch. It feels cool. Yeah, definitely. Would, to me, it'd make a great magnet. And I told Jim, I was like, I want this to be a magnet. So Slap I could put a it magnet on, on it. <clears throat> I mean, I guess I could put my own magnet on it. Yeah, that's it's not hard. Sure. Fine, Steve. I want Jim to do it. Well, he's not going to. <clears throat> Well, he might, because this would be really cool to have a whole bunch of these displayed on your refrigerator. It's true. Um, and I think we got uh, two pairs of dice. Is that correct? We I got dice for dice sevens, and then, yeah, two <clears throat> pairs of dice for Chaos Cup. And then a, and then a little dice bag. Yep. Oh, we got, a, we got a pin and a small pin. I forgot about those. Oh, yeah. So you got a pin. And I know some people put pins on things and a little baby pin. So Pins is cool. I bought... If there's something else, I might have forgot it or moved it. Was there a regular patch? I don't remember. I want to say there was, but I don't have it with me in front of me. So, uh, Cool lanyard. I like these. Uh, yeah. I got a lanyard <clears throat> hanging up in front of me right now. Uh, they're printed on there with a Chaos Cup name and the logo and all that stuff. And then the name tags. You know, I thought we had cool name tags because I have old Pete Nifton art. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, customize them usually at Oracle Homeball, put people's names on them. No, he well, definitely one upped us. Yeah, he up, one upped us. He put your region in one corner of your name tag and like what state you're from, Oklahoma Blood Bowl. 
And then, of course, it had your names, and they're colorful, not black and white. Yeah. So, Jim, screw you, buddy. (laughs) Good job. Time to get a color laser printer. The entry fee for Cast Cup was, you could say, expensive compared to, like, a tournament if you come to Oklahoma. But I don't know about that. Your stuff. So say we're kind of expensive now too. Well, you almost have to. But I'm saying I felt like I got when once I got my stuff, I was like, man, you get all this. Yeah. You know. So. Well, we should hopefully have some cool stuff too. Currently in the process of making. But so see, that wraps up the Chaos Cup section of the day. Yeah. Um, so you want to continue on? Yeah, might as well finish out the day. After that, so, um, we loaded up the car with Jonas, uh, Scott, I, and Austin, Austin, Brad. and Brad. I wanted to say people from Austin, but it's not people. It's from Houston. Austin from Houston. Anyways, correct. Um, didn't tell Scott where we were going, and then headed out to some place I saw on Friday. I'm like, oh, we got to go stop there. And where was that place, Scott? We went to Hulk Hogan's wrestling shop. Beach house, wrestling shop, beach house cafe, something like. It's called that. Hulk Hogan's wrestling shop. Okay, Hulk Hogan's wrestling shop. That's where we went. Yep. It is a store with nothing but mainly <laughs> Hulk Hogan merchandise in there. So supposedly he owns it. I'm sure he does, and mm-hmm. it's just on International Drive down there. It was pretty damn cool. I mean. Small-ish, but you had t-shirts and glasses and had some of his belts. Had a Ric Flair's um, robe, I guess. What do you want to call it? Yeah, it even had like a little tiny ring inside that mm-hmm. you could pay, I don't know. 20, 20 bucks, bucks or something. 10 bucks. You could go in there and get a picture there. There were some ladies there that I think they thought I was giving them a hard time, but I was really asking them questions like, you know, is I really was asking because sometimes the WWE will take veterans and they'll sign them to what they call a veteran deal. Yeah. And then like set them up with signing places. So I'm assuming that WWE pays them basically to promote, promote WWE, but it also looks like they're doing their own thing. And I asked them like, is this really a WWE store? And this is through like the veterans programs and the ladies, I think thought I was giving them a hard time. No, it's really Hulk Hogan store. And that's what we heard too, is that it really was Hulk Hogan store. Mm-hmm. So I guess it really was because he's in Florida and stuff like that. So anyways, it had a bunch of stuff in there. The reason why I thought it was maybe a WWE store though, is because in some sections, <laughs> since 90% of it was Hulk Hogan stuff, the other small percentage was like Ryback glasses. Yeah. And that guy hasn't been in WWE for a while. So it made you think. That like, was, hey, we have a whole bunch of this stuff sitting mm-hmm. around. You have a shop. Would you like it really cheap? That's probably exactly what it was. Oh, sure. And, yeah. Uh, and that's okay. So I ended up getting a yes, big magnet. So that was cool. Yeah. I, strangely enough, didn't buy anything because it was also a little pricey unless you went to like the more discounted racks well, but i didn't like any of those shirts why i so bought a magnet it was, it was like 5 bucks or something yeah i was really trying to like uh be soft with my money because yeah. i also knew that we were going to disney springs tonight that we did um so we went back to the bungalow but hotel it, y'all whatever. did pull off the good surprise because yeah. <laughs> it it was nice it was i really thought it was nice. funny um 
So we got to Disney Springs and you know we got back on the boat, rode over. That was your first time. And it was, I was on a boat. Previous time was very dark out when we went over. This time it was still light out because we got out of Chaos Cup early, which is nice. So we got over to Disney Springs and uh, we went to the Star Wars store there, walked around that, got to see it. Whole bunch of cool stuff there. Some of the things in the Star Wars store, I just, it was mind blown. It's like you could buy this Job of the Hut action figure that you could buy from Walmart. But this one's thirty dollars more. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just curious, like who buys those? They do well, probably international travelers. Oh, baby. Yeah. That's a that's a great point. Um they had a lot of exclusive stuff like um an R two unit that was holiday themed or you know, um just different things. I did not end up buying anything. I just didn't really see the need. They had a really cool uh chopper. For like a hundred bucks, very large size, but there's no way I could bring him back. Yeah, was, everything was like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And then you look at the tag and go, I should say, this is kind of cool. Maybe I'll buy this for Jennifer or one of my daughters. And then I flipped over the tag <laughs> and go like, uh, no. <laughs> I may have bought a Kowakian monkey lizard, like Salacious Crumb, because uh-huh. I have the, they released them a while back to where, it's like a hand-controlled puppet with a, a controller that goes up a, a tube to them. And there's a metal piece with a magnet that you put on your shoulder underneath the cloth. So, like, he'll actually sit on your shoulder and you can control the mouth and make him laugh and stuff. Um, but I have the blue one that they came out with. I don't have the regular Slacious Crumb one, but they didn't have him there. I was like, well, that's probably good. That way I don't have to spend 80 bucks on it or whatever. Yeah, I get it. I always wanted you had to one carry of them. back, and yeah, that was another thing. It's like I at this point I didn't think I could fit anything back in my bags. Oh yeah, because I already had those, those board games to try to bring back. <clears throat> we end up walking around a lot. You wanted your pretzel bites or pretzel, uh, I guess, dude. So they had all these little shops of things, and so I stopped and got a big pretzel, which was delicious. It really was good. I had some. <clears throat> Expensive, but delicious. That's going to be the theme. I'll stop saying everything's expensive because <laughs> everything from this point on this night is really expensive. We might mention it again um, when we get to dinner, but yeah. Um, so the pretzel is expensive, but delicious. I then either I went by myself. I, I don't remember, but there was this place that looked like they had like Creamfield Donuts, except they called it like some fancy name. Hmm. Anyways, I went in there and I got one. You guys were somewhere else. I think y'all were looking at some like clothing store yeah. or, or something. I think this was after we said they told us like we got an hour wait or something for our our dinner. Oh, okay. Yeah. We went to Raglan Road and got some like a pass to go to din- dinner um, or just get seated for dinner, which was like an Irish pub. Mm-hmm. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Uh, supposedly the food was amazing and stuff. So we had a long wait. You guys ventured off one way. I ventured off the other. Um, I went and got my cream filled donut, which was delicious, but it wasn't worth $6. <laughs> Come on. Right. And it, they called it something else. I can't remember what they called it, but it was basically a cream filled donut. So. But yeah, there's all kinds of places down there. It's really nice. But we finally sat down for dinner. And this place was 
priciest of the prices. Like, it was yes. a lot. Um, um, and everyone loved their stuff. I got, like, steak and onion rings and mashed potatoes. The onion rings were great. Mashed potatoes were fine. The steak was decent. Like, I was not impressed with what I got, but apparently I was in the vast major- minority. I can't remember what I got, but my food was delicious. I think I got a shepherd's pie or something like that. It was like this big chunk of like pork meat on top mm-hmm. of some things. My food, I can't remember if it was shepherd's pie or not. It was that or this pork loin thing, which looked very similar because everything came with like mashed potatoes and stuff yeah. like that. My food was for real amazing. Um, I saw the price of it. <laughs> Again, both down. (laughs) Yeah, both down paid for this meal. So I was very blessed because it was quite pricey. Yeah. Um, Uh, Mine was, like I said, not worth the money, but everyone else's was, so I was fine with that. um, I took my leftovers with me because I had a pretzel and a donut. (laughs) I think I I ate something else, but I can't even remember what it was So um, before we had dinner. So I took my food home. Um, at this Irish pub, we kept hearing clapping and people cheering. And so I wandered off and I went over and I saw these like women at the time. I was like, these girls look like they're dressed in lingerie, but they had like little skirts on and things. Uh, I don't know what you call them. Irish dancers. Yeah. They were dancing and with these little like clacker shoes on like tap shoes almost. And they were clacking and doing these kicks and it was pretty impressive and then all suddenly in the middle of all this, on this little tiny baby stage, this dude gets up and he runs up there and then he he cuts a jig like you wouldn't believe and he kicks <laughs> his leg over his head and oh my gosh, it was uh, pretty fun to watch at the time and um, I recorded it and posted it and nobody really gave a shit, so. Yeah, that's life. <laughs> I, I get it, somebody... It's funny on Facebook, like some things everybody likes for some reason. And this one you had to watch for like two minutes. So I figured that's why nobody cared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, I was impressed with it. I thought it was kind of cool to see and catch that show. Um, again, the food was good. Expensive, we, but good. We ended up, we were going to go get some ice cream, but the place that had the ice cream was that's super right. expensive. And it, it was, was like. Your deli's ice cream. Yeah. And it was. They had Sundays, but it was like 13 bucks for a Sunday, and it was more food than we wanted. We're like, let's not do this. So y'all ventured off. Mm-hmm. We eventually and found had- like a gelato place, and I got pumpkin gelato just because, you know, it's pumpkin time. Um, it was not good. So I was disappointed. I had the FOMO of like, I have to have ice cream from Giardelli's. It might be amazing because I've never had it before. Mm-hmm. So I waited in line. Actually, I left, and then I decided to go back, and I got back in line again because I was just the fear of missing out. Yeah. And so I stood in line, and I think it ended up costing me like 16-something bucks because I added extra nuts on it or something like that. And then at the end of the day, it was just regular ice cream. Right. Now, it wasn't. It wasn't awful. If right. I would have paid five bucks for it, I'd have been super happy. Probably at that point, at seven bucks, I'd have been really happy for that area. It was not worth like the $16. I had the ice cream. I know now 
if we are blessed to go again and we stay with Brad at his thing and we go to Disney Springs, I'm not going to get that ice cream. I would have much rather had another pretzel for dessert or just probably at this point I could have not ate any more food, but I did. Right. So anyways, it was an experience. I did it. And then I went and I watched some people singing. And I swear they were singing like Gloria Estefan in the Miami Sound Machine songs or mm-hmm. something like that. They were dancing and there was entertainment everywhere at this place. And uh, you guys eventually caught up with me and then we, I think, left. Yeah, we got uh, Jonas <clears throat> uh, an Uber and then went back to the bungalow. Yes, at this time, my feet felt like bloody stumps from being <laughs> on them all day. And you guys went to like, we're gonna have to walk around here to get make sure Jonas gets on this, this taxi or whatever the Uber. And I was like, I'm just gonna stay right here. Mm-hmm. It felt like you guys were gone for like two years. It was a while. I thought I was gonna be like, did they abandon me? I need to relax. Oh, my phone's only at thirty <laughs> percent. Oh my god, they're gonna abandon me. And eventually, you guys came back, and then we rode the boat home, and then we had to walk home. And then we all crashed. Yes. And crashed hard. And again, unfortunately, no good sleep that whole weekend. Um, but woke up Monday and got again, got Jonas, went to Perkins. It was good again. I mean, just mm-hmm. basic breakfast food. And then Austin and Brad had to take off. So they left us at the hotel and we put our stuff at Jonas's room and, um, we actually had a room that night, so eventually we went to go check in, and another reason I don't like this hotel, it was a nightmare again, like trying to check in, and it gave me a key for the door, I go to use it, it doesn't work, so I have to come back down, and there was nobody there, and eventually there was, and I'm like, the key doesn't work. He goes, do you know how to use the key? I'm like, yeah, I know how to use the damn key. I'm good. It doesn't work. Well, blah, blah, blah. Well, I already tried that. Can you just... Give me a new key. So that was annoying. Um, but whatever. So for that day, we didn't really have anything to do. We were just like, we don't have a car. We got Jonas, who stuck around, and we stuck around to hang out with him. So um, there was a little place down on International Road that I saw before that had a theme park and places to eat and just wanted to check it out. So we got an Uber down to Icon Park, and I'm glad you remember that because I don't remember what that place was called. Icon yeah. Park. Okay. Yeah, it's not it's not the most amazing place, but it has a Ferris wheel. It's got a slingshot. It's got a couple it, of other tiny touristy. things. Very touristy. It, if I was rich and I had my children yep. there, they would have had a blast because they could have done whatever. And what I, I wanted to go to the they had a wax museum there, Madame Tussauds. But, you got a picture of Vin Diesel outside. It was super expensive. Like, yes, nothing was just twenty bucks. The House of Mirrors was twenty bucks because yeah. I was trying to talk you guys into like we could see who could go through the House of Mirrors as quickly as possible. Yeah, <laughs> like have a contest, but it still was not worth like the eighteen or twenty dollars. So the whole the whole thing for this park is like the giant Ferris wheel, and again, it's not like really a Ferris wheel, but it's like a observatory wheel or whatever we have the compartment and you go up and we thought about doing that it didn't open for like another 30 minutes because we got there early it was 30 bucks a person or whatever 
I was yeah. like, no, I'm not paying that much just to go up on a damn wheel. I think Joe Smith and his girlfriend went up on it. They, they took some pictures and it looked really cool. Like, I'm not saying oh, it's, it's not amazing. worth the money. Like, it's probably worth the money, but not to us. Um, well, not on, not on the day before we fly back. And right. We spend all our money. So uh, they had a lot of places to eat. They had a little train that went around. They had a lot of things, but just not geared towards us. Uh, we ended up going to Buffalo Wild Wings just for like a snack. You got yeah, pretzels. I wanted a beer. You refused to I, share your pretzels. I 100% refused to share my pretzels. Because they're of, delicious. Kind of a dick. And they're, and they're small. Yeah, I was kind of a dick. Steve <laughs> still hates me for that. Um, I, I didn't ask for any of your chips and salsa. Yeah, but you took some. Did I? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, you don't even know. Because I don't care because I'm a good friend. Um, well, so we kept I'll let you know I'm a good friend because I'd let you know right at the beginning. That's true. I'm not going to share these pretzels, just so you guys know. Yeah. Um, that you area also good. had like a Ripley's Believe It or Not and a Museum of Weirdness or something that was... The, it's the iconic upside-down house you'll see in like pictures of Orlando. So we walked by yeah. that. Again, we did not I go into anything. In we probably should have gone in there, but I don't know. Again, 25 bucks a person, so 50 bucks for us to go in. Eh. No. So we finished up that, got an Uber back to Walmart because there's a Walmart right across from the hotel within walking distance, and loaded up Jonas with American snacks. Yeah, he had a list of things to bring back to to his fellow uh, countrymen. Mm-hmm. And I found devil dogs, and I never see devil dogs. So those were good. Mm-hmm. Um, then we pretty much went back to the hotel, rested a little bit um, for dinner. We walked down to Sicky's Garage, which I'm still yeah. waiting to hear back if I won the TV. I'm guessing not at this point. Probably didn't win a TV. Sicky's Garage is. I thought it was a pretty good place for, you know, what was, we got. Yeah, it was fine. And the entertainment we got there. So Yeah, burger was pretty good. Um, probably should have got wings because that seemed like the th- their thing was wings. Um, yeah, at this point, my body was begging me to eat a vegetable because so like I added a side of mixed vegetables, steamed vegetables <laughs> to my meal. <laughs> they did serve tater tots with everything, which I like because tater tots is the superior side dish. Better than french fries, better than anything else. Tater tots is the way to go. Oh, man. I, I don't know. Good french fries. Hard to beat. Well, it's true, but like a regular french fry versus a regular tater tot, tater tot all day. I got like a... Um corned beef sandwich or something like that with some sauerkraut. Mm -hmm. And then I tried their, they had this like corn thing. I forgot what they called it. It's corn with like bacon and jalapenos. Hmm. It was the best thing I got there. It sounds terrible. It sounds good to me. Sounds like an old, sounds like an old man thing. It was amazing. It really was amazing. Um, we're definitely eating here again if we go back to Florida. Uh, they had milkshakes, fancy milkshakes, alcoholic and milkshakes, boozy, and boozy ones. And I'm not a big alcohol guy anymore. Um, but you know, it was last night with Jonas, he was getting an alcoholic one. I decided, why not? I'll try it. 
I really couldn't. I could taste the alcohol, but it wasn't overpowering. Mm -hmm. It was delicious. It was really, really delicious. So uh, we made some good choices that night on foods and just hanging out. (laughs) The funny thing is, Hmm. we were going to stay and watch the Monday night football game. And then I realized the time change. We were we would have had to sit there for another like hour and a half. Yeah, I was for like, it to why, start. Why in this game? Yeah. Why in this game starting? Because <laughs> you're in the future. You're, yeah, you're in Florida, dude. It's not Oklahoma time. It didn't start at seven. It starts at eight here. It's like, oh my gosh. So we were by we the to... big wizard gift shop. So we went to that mm-hmm. one. And again, yep, we... same as pretty much everywhere else. Although this one had very weird display of a dead gator and then tons of little gator heads and sharks in tubes and stuff. Yeah, I had a lot of that stuff. Kind of depressing. Is this but the I one get it. where your your body said I need to vac- mm-hmm. vacate my system? Yeah, I went to anyway. the, the ice cream shop. Uh donut place next door. Steve right. destroyed them. You know, sometimes <laughs> you have to do what you have to do. This is where Steve, I think, he was looking just for a shirt. Yeah, because I was one shirt short on my trip. I miscounted or whatever. And I told him if I could, he popped off some. I was like, get this one. And it said, like, number one mom. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you buy it, I'll wear it. But I couldn't find one in his size. Well, specifically, I said in 3X because they didn't have any 3X on the floor. It was only in the special, you know, fat guy area where they had limited amount of shirts. So I knew they oh. wouldn't have that there. God, That's why God. I said it. I thought that was I thought that was the funniest thing ever. We went to as many gift shops as we could to try to find Steve there. <laughs> sure did. Ended up buying like Steve an Orlando shirt gonna... for five bucks or whatever. Steve's like, you're lucky you didn't find one because I would just wore it inside out. And I was like, you, you're a dickhead. <laughs> the letter of the law, not the intent. Um, but that's pretty much it for that night. Yeah, um, hung out with Jonas and then said our goodbyes. Did we see him that morning? Yes, yeah. we saw him that morning. We had, um, that was another thing. I fought with the the hotel because they charged me $30 resort fee, even though on the website said it wouldn't. That's specifically why I booked it through that website. And I was supposed to get two breakfasts, and they didn't want to give me any. And eventually they're like, okay, you can come down and get your breakfast tickets. So Jonas and I had a breakfast buffet. The next morning, and it was pretty god awful, especially for something that's supposed to be eighteen dollars. So what I did instead, when we were at Walmart, I bought some microwavable breakfast foods, like a breakfast sandwich or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I had that for breakfast, so I went downstairs and because I found the microwave downstairs eventually, and uh, I microwaved my food and sat at Steve's <laughs> Jonas's table. And I was like, "What did I miss?" And they're like, "Nothing. This is pretty terrible." I think I gave you some bacon. You might have. And it, it was, was great. no. If you took paper and like flavored it and colored it bacon and put it in a microwave, about the same. Yeah. So I, I made a good choice. Yeah. About just like getting some food from Walmart and warming it up the next morning. We got to the airport super early, like three hours or so, just be- before my flight. I flew out earliest just because we all went together. Why not? And thought we were just going to hang out for a while, but we couldn't hang out past the gate, like the security point. So we just all went our separate ways. I was kind of sad. It did. It sucked. But like I went to Outback because it was in my area. 
I was like, oh, I'll sit. Have you had some. an Outback? Yeah. I was like, I'll have some free bread. I'll have a nice steak and just relax. No, 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 no. No bread. The steak came out disgusting. The fries were horrible. And they gave me plastic silverware for a steak. So the guy came by and he's like, well, how is it? I go, honestly, this might be the worst steak I've ever had. He goes, well, I'm sorry to hear about that. Don't worry about it then. I'm like, you sure? Yeah, don't worry. Just it, it We'll comp it. No problem. Because apparently they probably get this all the time because it was horrible. Um, so I basically just left him a 10 tip. So for 10 bucks with tip, I'm not going to complain. Like, that's fine. But yeah, that's what I had. Then I flew back and that was it. Um, I had a little bit more time to kill than you. So I, I just camped out, read some comics, and then I, me and this woman sat and complained about our kids in line while we were <laughs> waiting in line to get some Jersey Mike's. Man, I would have rather had Jersey Mike's. It felt like the best value for the restaurants that was around there at the time. So we did Jersey Mike's, but uh, her son came up and did a teenager thing that I've heard straight out of the mouth of my children. And I just kind of shook my head and then she started talking to me about it. And all we did was talk about how like these teenagers are so just dumb and spoiled. And, <laughs> and, boy, she, she, and then he came back over and she, she destroyed him. I, felt, <laughs> I kind of felt bad for him, but he was being a knucklehead too. So um, anyways, it was, it was entertaining and fun. And then like, again, I sat down, uh, ate my Jersey mics, read some comics uh, I was getting tired of being at the airport and stuff, and even people watching eventually got tiresome. And yeah, got on my flight and came home, and Jennifer picked me up, and you know, that's the, that's it. The trip was done. End of trip. Uh, Want to save all the rest for the shout outs area? Yeah, let's do some shout outs real quick. Okay, we'll be right back. Well, I guess this is it. Yeah, I guess this is it. I'll tell you one thing, though, Florida. I'm going to be very adult about this. I am not going to cry. No tears. Me neither. I mean, it's not like we won't see each other again. How far do we live from each other? 45 minutes? I mean, Walter and I will be coming in. And Henry and I will be driving out. You know something? We'll probably end up seeing more of each other now than we did before. I know we will. Of course. Well... Goodbye. Goodbye, Florida. Maud. Watch, Florida. Life isn't really like that, is it? No, I don't guess it is. I mean, it ain't likely that I'll be seeing you again soon. Or even ever. Again. That's right, Florida. But I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Me neither. Well, thanks for everything. Thank you, Florida. Bye. I've changed my mind. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Do <laughs> you mind if I join you? <laughs> Thank you.
We are back. Final part of the podcast. Um, the time that is, is, I guess, especially, 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 and officially is now combined to especially named the shout out. There, there we go. Had oh, you're of, waiting on me. Had to prod the bull. All right. Sorry about that. Um, first off, Brian Lada. I think I mentioned him last episode. He's getting back into the scene. I don't know. My note-taking for shout-outs is bad. Anyways, shout-out to you if we didn't do it before and a second one if we did. Um, huge shout-out to James and everyone at Chaos Cup. Amazing time. I was trepidatious about Florida, but I had a, I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. I think it's fair to say we all did because um, there's nostalgia going to the same place every year. There's yeah. familiarity and if this stays in Florida for a while, eventually, especially if it stays in the same location, you're going to see traditions start where it's like, well, every Sunday we go to this restaurant mm-hmm. to eat and every, every morning, every Saturday morning we go to Perkins to eat and et cetera, et cetera. So it will happen. Um, again, if you take away that I didn't have, if I would have had a car, for example, I would have had not to worry about bringing stuff back through the airplane. Um, I probably would give this a whole A plus, and I mean that with all sincerity because I don't have. The only complaint could be is like I'm tired of having to memorize star player stuff on round six, but everybody else I play doesn't seem to have a problem with it. So maybe <laughs> it's a Scott problem. Either way, I just don't like that. So very, very minor complaint. So I'm going to give the whole overall thing, not an A minus, not a B plus. I'm going to give it an A. Yeah. Because as we know, we always feel like there's something we can do better. So maybe they feel the same way. So I'm sure they do. That's what makes people good organizers is they care and they want to do better. Right. I'm going to say good job, James Luff. But when I say James Luff, what I mean is all your volunteers and your crew, because without them, there can't be a James Luft who gets all the credit. Mm-hmm. So uh, really nice job. And you guys represented yourself, at least from my perspective, very well that if I was a person who never came to that event, I would have said, man, those guys are really awesome. And they really freaking love Blood Bowl. So uh, yeah. good job. Um, I don't know the proper term on this. So forgive me. I want to give a shout out to, us as a Blood Bowl community because there was several, is it LGBTQ, trans? LGBTQ. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't, there was a lot of people from that community at the event. Yeah. And I heard not one drop of hate or disparaging remarks. No, nah, nobody cares. I, I, th- I think it's a wonderful thing to have a good, comfortable, safe place for everybody there. So um, anyways, I know we all have our own opinions on things and without getting into politics and stuff like that, I heard no complaints and I heard everybody being very accepting. So it was nice to see, you know, Mark Zuckerman and all his family there Mm -hmm. and feeling great and happy and proud. So just want to heads off to that. Um, I'm going to kind of give loose shout outs. What were we going to say? I was just going to say if someone did speak up, they'd probably get their ass beat. So, (laughs) well, probably keep quiet. And I I think that goes towards the Blood Bowl communities (laughs) actually overall. Yeah. There's always a few turds in the punch bowl, but overall it's a really good community. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. 
really really good community um i don't know where i got this ancient city sticker um it's a uh, for the barrel bash i don't know if that was in with the chaos cup stuff or not or somebody gave me that or somebody i played but thank you i'll tell you I one thing that was weird and this is the first time i've seen it you know at at world cups you play people they tend to give you dice for the team or the squad or whatever and there's been certain times in the past, like when you did your 24, you had dice made. Brian has his uh, tokens that he gives to people that they played extreme, stuff like that. I had multiple people give me dice for playing them at Chaos Cup this year. I've never had that happen before. Oh, okay. So that was neat. I mean, I'm not against it. That's a nice little tradition to yeah. start up again if we want, but... We need to talk about that because I'm not saying we do it all the time for the local events, but I think maybe when we start going to big events, we need to do something for the boat down thing. Like, oh, yeah. I played one of the boat down guys or something. Yeah, like we that. need to Even get dice. We'll get dice made again. We've been we behind on that. Dice and the only way to get, um, you know, complete a pair is to play both Steve and Scott so they have a goal. I, I don't know. Something like that. But yeah. uh, continuing on, I, I got the uh, Goblin. Silver Liberties Union patch. Uh, Sean gave me that. Sean Callie for playing Goblins in the Sevens events. I appreciated that. I believe we got the New Orleans Bowl sticker in our stuff because uh, Jim is helping the guys run the big New Orleans tournament coming up. Mm -hmm. Six rounds. What Did I get this from our table, the Scars sticker? I think it came in or, the pack because we're Scars. Okay. So, oh, came from our region so it was in yeah. our own bags okay i, didn't I believe that, so. so i'm not positive okay somebody gave me a surf and turf team a uh, little marker this is uh, a, a chip a world blood bowl cup i think this was suzu jeff so i'm not sure on that 100 percent. i got some georgia from the goblin i think is what they call themselves the georgia blood bowl league north okay I got these little goblin things with the peach butts. I'm trying mm -hmm. to show it to you. Or the peach yeah. ball and chain things. Those are cool. Um, when I played Isaac, he told me he was the Marquet, Mark, Marquet de Sade of peaches or something like that. Okay. He gave me that additional sticker. Um, like I said, I, I got a pin from the two guys I played. That's which, cool. <laughs> when I played Isaac, I was like, oh, cool. I we do have both one. down pins on the both down store at bigdealswag.com. And then I got some other dice, but I already threw them into my big jug of dice and didn't dig them out. So if you gave me dice, thank you. And then, probably because they're purple and I think the logo's cool, uh, I didn't play this guy, but after the event, he came over and gave me some stuff for Stab. Did you get some of these? Oh, yeah. Those are cool. The purple and silver mm -hmm. dice. They're, I love the purple, and I like how the purple and silver go together, and their little logo for a stab, they give me some stickers. Yep, very awesome. And I, and I got a coin, or a poker chip, and I stab stands for, I wish our region had a cool name like this, St. Augustine Blood Bowl. Just I mean, Scars like, is pretty good. Stars is pretty good, I agree, um, but Scars now is, to me, kind of morphed into, like, it's Texas. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Because cause Texas runs so many events, and then everybody else is just like, you know, we're the little satellite moons of Jupiter. Oh, yeah. Satellite. Kansas stopped running events, and so it's just Texas right. and Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's just down to two or three now. 
But they have this dark elf on the stab thing, and I mm-hmm. think that's really cool because you know stab and dark elf assassin, yeah, and Saint Saint Augustine. Oh, it flowed really well. So, anyways, <clears throat> thank you if you give me a gift. I really really appreciate it. Uh, to I, I do too, but I can't remember the people I played, let alone people who gave me stuff. So I'd say most of my opponents were wonderful people. I didn't have much many problems. Um, no, I had a great time playing my people. It's just I did shitty. So. Uh, I did learn something this weekend that I'm going to change. Um, for example, you know how like if uh, I have a halfling or a snotling, snotling's a better example. I have a snotling and I'm going to dodge away from you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm just going to dodge away from you and go set up over in the corner. And I just say, I'm going to go ahead and roll both of these dodges at the same time. Because yeah. if the logic is, is yes, if you fail one, you're going to roll another dice anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I let somebody do that not thinking about it and i don't like it and (laughs) i'm going forward i'm just going to say i'd rather you roll your dice separately i'm not complaining that that person asked me and i gave them permission yeah i we were talking about this and in retrospect thinking about it (laughs) nobody likes rolling one dice with that one out of six chance Mm -hmm. and when you roll that first one the second one feels like there's even more pressure right of course yeah and so of course Nobody in their right mind thinks the chances of them rolling double ones is going to happen. So it's much easier to go, can I roll two dice? Knowing that most likely it's never going to be double ones. Now I get it. All the odds are the same. Yeah. I just don't think going forward, I think I'm going to let somebody feel that pressure of rolling one dice. And if they fail it, roll the second dice. Okay. Uh, um, Also, I played a gentleman who didn't mark his players like as in like he took an activation and he didn't turn them sideways and he didn't turn them around. And I was being very friendly about it. And I was just like, how, how do you know? And he goes, Oh, I just know. (laughs) So my advice to that person is you might be new to blood bowl. You might think you remember everything, but I'm telling you long-term you're going to forget something Yeah, and you're going to, face somebody who's playing blood bowl at their first tournament and they're going to maybe even maybe by accident you're going to thought you marked you know in your head mentally you thought you did something didn't do something with this guy and then you end up having an argument it's going to make that experience bad for somebody i I know everybody we've been playing for what almost 20 years now and i still make mistakes like i turn them fully around but there will still be times like I end a turn early by accident or something or get frustrated and just forget. I'm like, ah, damn it. Now I don't know who's done what. So as you grow as a Blood Bowl player, if you're listening to this podcast, which I doubt, and if you were that person who just remembered who you activated and who didn't, it's not a good experience for the guy you're playing. And just turn your model even sideways yeah. just to represent that because you don't it's always somebody's first blood bowl event. You don't want them to have a bad taste in their mouth. You don't want them to go my first mat around match right from the gate. This guy, I swear, I think was trying to cheat me. You when, also don't, don't want to. Yeah. I, I legit don't think this guy was trying to cheat me. I you just also don't want to even just, give that idea that he's cheating or right. like it comes a point where something's important and the guy you're playing is like, Oh, you already moved that guy. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Well, I know I didn't. Well, I know you did. If right. you just turn it's it around, like the, you know. 
it's like the turn mark your argument that sometimes people get into like yeah. no i swear i'm on turn seven and you're going like no dude i've already calculated it mm -hmm. you couldn't you didn't have enough turns to make it to the end zone and then anyways i'm just gonna chalk it up that maybe this guy was fairly new to blood bowl two he was younger he uh probably thought he knew what he was doing because young scott would have done the same thing so i'm yeah. not complaining i'm saying make some changes going forward <laughs> to help the experience for other people playing you. I'm not because complaining. Because if you did that I'm all weekend... I'm just going to go on a rant for 10 minutes and tell you <laughs> you need to do things differently. Well, I, I do. And uh, if you did that all You're weekend, not wrong. I, I'm with you. I'm saying you left somebody with a really bad taste in their mouth, probably. Okay. In those situations that you're talking about. Anyways, just getting that off my chest. And if you play me from now on, forward, going forward... I am not going to let you roll two dice to, to make the one dodge, even though you can prove to me that all the math is the same. We're just not going to do that. It for me, to roll one dice, so roll one dice. For me going forward, Norse can suck it. I will be playing uh, like Stunty for the rest of my life. Probably not the rest really? of my life, but I'm playing Stunty. Like This last tournament doesn't count because I had to play an elf team. We'll get into that next okay. podcast. But... Yeah, from here on out, I'm playing Stunty most likely. Screw it. Um, any other feedback I have? Again, nah. good event. Good event. Yeah, we had a great time. Really, Everything went well. Nothing really bad really to talk about. It was really lovely seeing everybody. I still felt like I didn't see everybody. I tried to at least go say hi to people. Uh, like Aaron Weisenfield, like, I see him every tournament, and we say hi. But we never like have a good conversation. Mm -hmm. We never have time to have a conversation because we see each other in passing and stuff. I got to see Saul a little bit, you know, like those weird conversations you have in the bathroom where you go, oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, my first two rounds sucked and you yeah. wash your hands together and you never see them. But And it's going to be harder with 200 people. but Or 250 or 300, et cetera. Yeah. It was a good time. And surprisingly, I don't, I got fatigued. But I didn't, for a guy who played six rounds of Blood Bowl, three rounds of sevens, and two rounds of Gutter Bowl, I didn't feel so exhausted that I hated my weekend. So maybe me mentally preparing that I was going to do this and I was going to hang out and just try to have fun no matter what uh, helped. Me, someone who played five rounds, was sick of it and done with it and did not want to do any more. So different strokes for different folks. I got you. So, um, anyways, I, I'd like to give a shout out to Steve and the Blood Bowl, uh, both on Blood Bowl podcast, because he paid for all my uh, hotels and our, my stay with Brad all weekend, and I think he paid for food. some food and my pl plane ticket. That Ragland Road plane yeah. ticket for sure. Yeah. So, um, anyways, without that, I wouldn't. You know, like last year after last year's Cast Cup, I said I'm not going next year for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason was is because Steve. Uh, found a way to get me there because he said we had to be there because it's the first one in Florida and it's important. And so we're happy to report on this. And, and the only thing, went, sad, so. only thing I'm sad about is this, this came out like kind of a month later than we really expected it to, but it is what it is. Real life, man. Can't avoid that. My last shout out. If you did, if you did listen to the not blood bowl podcast, that was last episode talking about the, the comic book that I did a cover for, it did not make. Uh, we came short of our goal to get that published. So Robert is going to regroup and I think do a GoFundMe. 
or not a GoFundMe, an Indiegogo project later next year. Um, we'll see if it makes any better. But um, thank you if you did support the, uh, the the Kickstarter and you know pledge some money to try to get it going. So I do appreciate the support from the Blood Bowl community, and uh, I had a really good time. I'd like to say privately, like I don't think I complained about anybody super bad privately, did I? No. I mean, like legit. I don't think I came and go. I hate the so and so. No, the only the only issue I had all weekend, aside from my horrible playing, um, was just every freaking bed was horrible. The hotel bed was horrible. The Disney yeah. place was horrible. Like the yeah, pillows weren't comfortable. The, it was just every it didn't sleep well at yeah. all. The the sleep was bad. I I agree with that. Um, I think you know, I think maybe the reason I didn't feel so terrible you know, like playing all that Blood Bowl is because I, I legit felt like I played correctly in the moments of playing correctly as needed, yeah. except for forgetting that frenzy piece and then getting surfed out because, you know, I noticed it as soon as I ended my turn. So well, I had Anyways, that one I turn, I, I blew three rerolls in one turn and Bobo screwing me four times in five tournament or five games. It's like, I was so done with yeah. it. I mean, I didn't want to lose five to nothing to Colin, but I did try. Even yeah. even when things were bad, I was still trying, and it just didn't happen. So, yeah, that's life. You can't you can't control. It's weird. Those dice at times rolled lights out for me, and then they rolled so terrible for me. So it's mm-hmm. just it was a weird spectrum of stuff. But um, good job. And I think we can sit here and rant on and on about the good things about the overall. We tend trip. to. We tend to. It was nice seeing Jonas again. It still, it still amazes me. At times. Anders should have come out. Anders, if you're listening, which you're not, but yeah. if you were, yeah, you should have just had Jonas pay for your trip, like I did with Steve. I will tell you though. Speaking of, we committed 2025. We're going to Sweden. Hell or high water. A, you got Jennifer in your back pocket on this. I just don't know how it's going to happen. My shoulder hurts. It's so called bad two now. years from now. Save money. Dude. You need like two grand. It's not impossible. Feels like it with children. Kill the All children. Do is eat. Kick them out of the house. The podcast. Well, at least here they know I'm joking. Um, but yeah, I know I get it. But it, it's still what I was about to say is it still amazes me through this game. And I've said it countless times. How many people you can say that are friends mm-hmm. from playing a game. Oh, legit. And like Jonas, there's no awkwardness. There's no like strangeness of like, I can only hang out with this person amongst a group of people. Mm-hmm. It's fine to hang out with them. Yeah. You know, uh, Michael Lewis is there for anything I need. And I Pat mean, Wynn. if, if, if there's Jim if left there's anyone. Any, yeah. Yeah. If there's any regret, I didn't get to hang out with Michael Lewis that much. This I didn't see Michael because, hardly at all. That's what I'm saying. Like, I did not get to hang out with him and Brian, too, that much at all. Yeah. I'm blessed with the time we got, and I'm glad he was helpful to help me out. But, like, I just didn't get to hang and have several meals with Michael Lewis to a point where, like, him being so nice would drive me crazy. And I go, <laughs> Michael, stop being so nice to everybody. Now we had um, Old Man Monkey for that. Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> He's a uh, Florida Michael Lewis, so... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, very blessed, and thank you for everybody in Florida. Good job. Yeah, I'll stop ranting. So again, uh, 
Sweden 2025. We're going to do a tournament there. So get ready for that. Oklahoma Bowl 12. Um, we should be releasing more information soon. The website's been updated. We started the Big Deal Swag Shop so that we can make money to send Scott to Sweden. Um, and if you have any swag, I'll put it in a commercial for that. Whatever. Um, I don't really have anything else. Like I said, we went through everything. Everything was a great time. Critter Bowl. Oh, yeah. Whatever number is going to be on February 10th is the plan. We got confirmation from the shop. Um, it's either going to happen or not going to happen by the end. You'll know by the end of this week because I got to get it up on the NAF and stuff. But it is, we're planning on doing it. We're doing it for a, a fellow named Tony Whitebird. Him and his family are having another. Uh, baby, and uh, it's kind of an excuse, right, to play some Blood Bowl. So yeah, of course. Uh, we'll we'll be doing that again. Hopefully, it's far enough out that it won't keep people from, you know, oh. going to other events. It's going to be wedged between the Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, I think it is, down in Texas, and uh, Dave uh, Dave's uh, Blue Bonnet Bowl down in Houston. So, anyways. and a Moracle Cup opened up more spots. Uh, World Cup report worldwide now exists where we're going to be going over more stuff. We interviewed the guys from there on the first one. There's just a bunch of stuff going on. We got Euro Bowl in Greece at the end of the next year. So next month should be the Downey Awards. It also should be recapping Steve's uh, Elf event and our random. Yep. Yeah, and our random royale. And uh, maybe we'll get something fluffy in there as well. Yep. I, I really thought, here we are, we're recording this, it's the 10th of December. Um, I really thought we'd had an announcement for some type of Blood Bowl team right now. I have no idea why you think that. We're not going to hear anything until next October. You don't think so? No. Why October? Because that's when, well, September. So they've been doing once a year, <laughs> one time a year, basically. For teams and stuff. Mm. They might do other stuff, but I don't know what else they do at this point. Um, yeah, but having the last couple, like, they did the, the mail, they did the made to order stuff. I don't know if that's still out oh, there. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They did, which I should have got some of those cheerleaders because I like those cheerleaders. Um, but no, I don't think we're going to hear anything major until before Black Friday next year. Okay. In my opinion, well. then we'll get a box set with two teams. But who knows? Okay. All right. I guess this wraps it up, Steve. Any, any final thoughts? Because I am saying my goodbye, and I'm going to let you in the podcast. No, I'm good. Um, shout out to anyone who didn't shout out, and we will see you next time. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Uh, I am sorry, but I can't do it. It just seems wrong. Wrong? We're in Florida. The state bird is a chicken finger. It is a pretty crazy place. Brother, <laughs> anything goes in Florida. Hello, Lakeland. Y'all ready to rock in the sunshine state? They got rednecks wrestling pine thugs. They got drunk girls going wild. Party with Margarita Villa and Siri.
alligator eat a child They probably leave the nation in public masturbation They're chicken up all over the place Forget tequila and pie, let's get a bad song high And munch on the stranger's face Because anything goes to Florida Come on down and do your worst So the rail of a dolphin Thinking and dolphin Chances are you won't be the first Do it anything, anywhere, anytime in the They got meth labs and magic kingdoms Titty bars and the KKK And when shit goes down You can stand your ground And blow your neighbor away Because anything goes to Florida Baby, let the good times roll If there's a law, you can duck it If you catch it, you can fuck it It's America's glory Did you write that song? Yeah, I mean, Vince Neil helped. Legitimately good song. Thanks, man. And it makes a good point. You know what, Maury? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna French my grandma's granddaughter. Woo, woo!